Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome to the Save Cast number 18 with Port Cazard. Port Gazard is an absolute pleasure to have you on. Really happy about this. Really excited. And uh, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I've been really excited to come on as well. So Port Gazard, you honestly, some of the people listening probably have never even heard of your name. Some of the casuals. Um, can you like briefly, I guess, explain uh like who you are and what you like what you're known for i guess like i could go into it but like it's yeah, like sure. so, yeah go ahead uh you know first of all my name is port Cazar. uh is i just love runescape in general uh i guess something most people seem to know me for is i sort of like to learn about like the technical side of the game and mechanics and just how the game works I'd say, aside from that, I'm mostly just passionate about PBM when it comes to the game. Okay, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you guys haven't checked out, I would. there's going to be de- uh, links in the description, but if you literally just glance at this man's like Twitter profile, you will see some crazy big brain stuff. In fact, um, let's see, one sec. I didn't, I didn't pull up all these links. Apologies for the, like kind of a uh, rough start I, i'm not even like doing anything in game yet i'm like, trying to like oh, get everything good. going but we're good um okay so first thing i want to actually show this on stream because I, I just think it's awesome um is this one p-neck rope skip method and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna bring it up on here so you guys can see so what like how did you discover this like did you so, come up with this method? I, it's showing on my end, so people are kind of seeing what's happening. And a lot of people right, use it now. Right. Yeah, uh, it is a pretty popular method. So there's a bit of backstory to this one. Um, this was actually the second rendition of the method. First one uh, actually used interfaces. And it was a little bit more complicated. And that's since sort of been patched out. doesn't actually work anymore. And the way that came about was just one day randomly I decided... Uh, you know, let's go mess around with the rope room. I think, you know, if using interfaces actually 
makes it possible to tick eat these NPCs. And I'd made a clip where I was one HP and I was just sort of tick eating them. And I did a full rope skip. And then I think it was, yeah, Mogo, Mogo, sorry, I, I really struggle saying his name. Mogo Kirby oh, yeah. saw that clip and he took it and he made some developments on it. So he took sort of the core idea there and he decided to add a PNEC to it and health regen. And that made for a really good, solid CM rope skip method that became really popular in the speedrun community. Yeah, it is actually insane. I remember, I think the first time I saw it, well, it must have been Mulgoat Kirby that I first saw, but now I see Lake doing it and it's just simple. Like they just, you just cross the rope. Like there's mm-hmm. really not much to it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's super cool. Like, uh, I remember doing ropes. So, back in 2019, I used to do a bunch of chambers. And, uh, yeah, like, the rope skip, like, when I would do speed runs, the rope skip was hit or miss. Like, you're bringing a bulwark, you're bringing oh, yeah. everything. And it was just, like, a train wreck every time. Oh, yeah. So. You know, still, the last speed run I actually did for Cox, I, I had that same old method of rope skip where you take taking a bulwark and shit. Yep. And it's, like, it's so terrible. It's just, like, a <laughs> dice roll. So and it's bad. just awful. Well... Uh, yeah, I just I had to bring this up because I think this is one of the abs. This, this is the kind of stuff Port Gazard. This is the stuff you you like find. Like you discover these like cool little methods that have actual use. It's not just like you know whatever, or it's not just like some random thing that nobody will ever use, but it has like genuine use to it, and it's like it's affecting now the speedrunning community, which is awesome. That's something I really enjoy doing, whether it's useful or not. You know, I, yeah. I always think that kind of thing is cool. So I like sort of looking into it and sort of just sharing it. Uh, shout out to Mogoat Mo Kirby as well, obviously. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. Um, big fan of his. Oh, yeah. He's very, I swear, all like the greatest, the greatest like five heads in the community are just so extremely humble. It's awesome. Okay. Um,. I want to kind of go into you as a player. So right. uh, I have a bunch of questions on my own. The Twitter thread has a bunch of questions. You guys probably have your yep. own questions and stuff. But um, what, like, when did you start RuneScape uh, initially? And yeah, kind of go into your origin story, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, yes, the, the origin story. Okay, so <laughs> I actually started playing the game way back in 2006, which honestly, I think a lot of people actually started the game around a similar time. Uh, at the time, I was six years old, <laughs> pretty early age to start the addiction. I'm 21 now, still playing the game, like pretty much every day. Oh wow! Okay. Um, let's see. I guess it's it's kind of a funny story. Uh, my older brother was the one who actually introduced me to the game, and we both made our accounts in an internet cafe, which I don't even think those really exist anymore. So it kind of <laughs> says uh, a lot about how long ago it was. Uh, we didn't really have a family computer back then, so that was just the way to play the game, you know. Played in super small doses, but it was, like, super exciting. And uh, I was, I remember trying to come up with, like, a username, right? And I just couldn't. And eventually, somehow, some way, I ended up on the username DiggyDog05. <laughs> Don't ask me how, which I'm pretty sure is a Shark Tales reference if you've seen the movie. I, so, I, it's been so long, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super dumb, but that's just I feel like that's a pretty classic uh, origin story, you know. <laughs> so when did you when did you uh, get the name Port Kazard? Like when when did that? How what's the or what's the history of that name? Right. Okay. So I'm not sure if you. Uh, played around like 2013 i think it was but they actually 
started releasing like inactive usernames sort of to the public for anyone to take. Okay. And it was then, I think during the first one, where I got the name Yatsu, like the city, the Fremnik city. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or island, rather. And then the next time they did it, I was like, okay, you know, let's let's try and go for a theme and just try and get like as many locations we can in game. Use those as my usernames. <laughs> and that's just how I ended up with Port Cazard. I checked it, it was available. I just took it. That's sick. Since, yeah, since then I've actually kind of had a thing for going for like city names and I've since gotten Port Serum and Port Tyrus and Darkmire as well. I'm really happy with that. I think it's pretty cool. Darkmire is pretty cool. Um, you're all, Also, you have an account just named Old School. Is that correct? I do, right. That's pretty That sick. is my Iron Man, and I just switch between the name Old School and Port Cazard on there okay. every month. Or... Yeah, so you are a, it says here on your Twitter profile, Burnt Maxed Iron. So you, <laughs> you are a Max Iron Man. When did you uh, yep. Max? So I max, I think it was around the end of August of last year. Okay. Uh, it sort of just happened. Like, I most I would mostly consider myself as a PVMer, so I wasn't actually actively going for max until it turned out to be like 2,200 total or whatever from just playing the game. And at that point, I was like, all right, screw it. At this point, may as well just go for max. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I was like 22, 24 total. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to send it. Right. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you, you just have to, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of funny because uh, just recently my like old hardcore Iron Man got unbanned, and it's kind of funny because like I like logged into it, got it bonded and stuff, and I was like, honestly, the max grind, like maxing again, does not even seem as daunting as like it used to. I swear, once you max once, it's like obviously it's a ton of hours still to put into like an account but like maxing now just seems like just something you do i don't know if you feel the same way it's just kind of like you can do it like it's not it used to be like an impossible feat for me right and now it's just like oh i could just choose to max this account if i wanted like obviously it'd be like a you know still a long time but yeah no i I totally get what you're saying i think like once you do it once you've sort of experience the grind and you kind of know what's in store and yeah it feels a lot more realistic if you were to do it a second time like and there's I, like I mean, just think about it now like i totally agree with you it would be less daunting yeah there's like a so many methods now to like so many training oh, methods yeah. oh, everything's yeah. easier like it's right yeah it's, it's cool it's ridiculous how much easier i guess the iron max grind has gotten since oh yeah it's insane like just crafting Oh, yeah. Like, that alone is just huge. It used to just be hop charters and compete with mm-hmm. charter inventories. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the game has come a long way since then, I guess. So, what made you kind of get into, uh, you know, discovering game mechanics and things like that? Like, were you always really intrigued by, like, the game and the deep sort of... Uh, I don't know, hidden mechanics of it? Or was it just recently that you started getting like into it? So I would say in general over like, I don't know, maybe the past six, seven years, it's always been something that's kind of like in my interest, but sort of just like underlying, like I'll see something cool happening game and I'll, I'll just think it's like a bit fascinating or whatever. But in more recent times, I'd say that's when I really started to dig into it. After I met uh, BC Guppy, you know, the legend himself. Yep. yep. <laughs> And GE Challenge M, the other legend himself. Shout Absolute out to legends. Very, very, very good players. Very smart players. And, you know, just talking with them got me 
way more interested. I learned a lot from them. We talked a lot. Eventually, uh, yeah, it just became something I was really invested in. Yeah, it's it's just awesome to see. And so many people um, don't know, you know, about like these, like they don't understand the game like you guys do. And it's uh, so we're in like a discord for those listening. Um, in fact, they've they've actually started accepting applications. Summit Summit is this discord um, group and I'm not I'm not like their spokesperson or anything so don't like don't quote me on all this stuff but basically it's a discord where there's a bunch of like smart players that kind of come together and collaborate on uh you know these hidden mechanics and discovering new things in the game that nobody else knew and just kind of like really diving deep into the game and finding out stuff and so these are how summit is a big reason why like some of these methods come out is because of like this collaboration um so this isn't supposed to be like it's i didn't i'm not paid by summit to sell <laughs> off for them but if if you feel like um you guys listening uh have something to contribute and could potentially you know help collaborate with this crazy game that we all play like it, you know what i'm like there's there's so many things to this game that are like unexplored still to this day and if you feel like you're one of those people that really find this kind of stuff interesting. Uh, there will be, uh, in the description, there's going to be a link to that Summit application post if you guys are curious. Um, so I just figured I'd get that out there before I forget at the end of the thing because I wanted to share that. But um, yeah, uh, okay. Let's uh, before before yeah, we yeah, go on. Yeah, I go ahead, go ahead. I'm super happy that you brought that up and not me because <laughs> I, I was feeling like, oh, this is going to be a huge self plug. I, I'm going to be <laughs> talking about Summit the whole time. I'm going to tell everyone, you know, go apply, go join, and you just did it for me. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah. No. Like on. So I I probably I think I joined Summit like right around the time I maxed, and mm-hmm. I think the reason why uh, was because of like that dark crab video. And you know what's funny. Is that two tick dark crab thing? I just basically stole that idea from you when you came out with the two S two G thingy. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I would say that uh, you know you just applied the mechanic that I discovered and you sort of made a method out of it. Super great method. You deserve just as much credit as I might for it. I wouldn't say you stole it or anything like that. I- I'm honestly curious. How did you even come out with that? Because that was during the whole like harmonized st- like all those orbs coming mm-hmm. out the harmonized staff was the thing that messed with it like can you explain what happened so a little backstory for those listening um oh crap is it on your twitter by the way that little clip of you doing the um two s it actually isn't i think okay. you could find it on b5's twitter if you dug really deep but i wouldn't be able to sort of find it on hand for that's you. fine i'll that was before i had a twitter run. interesting okay so pretty much it was this 2s 2g if you if you guys know the 2s 2g spot that you know the ogs used to mine at um basically well i'll have you go into it but basically uh you know what just go into it before i start <laughs> diluting um, so basically, it basically uh, when you use the autocast spell it sets your skilling timer and that basically i guess to super simplify it it just let you two tick stuff and that wasn't really something that you could do at that spot without having to deal with pit swaps and constantly like two ticking the same rock if you fail it so at the time it was thought that it was actually meta but it turned out later that we figured out it actually wasn't i guess maybe i'll go into that later but yeah that's about it 
Yeah. Using a using a staff, auto casting with it lets you change stuff. So, wh- like, did you just like what in that update made you even like try that? Like the whole so it, staff thing. So it actually wasn't directly after the update. I think it was actually more of a coincidence that I had actually tried it after the update and not before. Because I was just messing around, you know, with scaling mechanics. Often that's what you do in game, just mess around, testing a bunch of different stuff. And I had this idea, like, because I knew, like, that autocast delay, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, where if you, like, click something while autocast, there's that mysterious tick beforehand. Yep. So I was thinking, you know, like, what if that influences the skilling timer and you can actually just do that and instead of, you know, casting a spell, you just get a roll from whatever sort of skilling action you're doing. So I tried it and it worked to my surprise and I was like, oh, this is really cool. (laughs) Yeah, so the whole reason it wasn't meta, we all kind of thought initially it was just simply because you don't get the double roll, correct? Yep, that's exactly it. When you're not moving before interacting with the rock, you do not get a double roll. Yeah, because I was thinking, because that was the time when I was grinding for 99 mining, and I was like, this is so big brain. We we were all thinking it was going to be like 140, 143k <laughs> yep, yep. XP an hour or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, it was pretty funny. I actually reread that conversation pretty recently, and it was just funny to look back thinking like, oh, it's this insane meta <laughs> with like huge energy rates, but then for, for whatever reason, no one was able to match it, and then like a couple days later... We figured out, you know, like, it's actually not very good. Yeah. But you guys already knew about the two roll at that point. And, I mean, it, I feel like, in hindsight, it was like, oh, that's obvious. But, I mean, because wasn't, like, the double roll already discovered that you needed to click the rock the tick before it actually mined it to get the double roll? Was it just so an oversight? there is yes and no. Because most of us, or I think even all of us, actually didn't know about the double roll mechanic back then. And it was Hanky, you know... Yeah, Hanky's brain. Uh, he was the one who actually explained that to us, and that sort of solved the whole mystery of why it was not as good as it was supposed to be. I remember looking back at um, so Autumn Elegy has like this like skilling page. He has like his own like little skilling YouTube channel, so it's not his main skilling or his his main right. YouTube channel, but he has like that other one, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of cool looking back because at the very foundations of like three tick 4g when that was first becoming a method i remember uh like 120k was like the base rate like that's what you should be getting 120k but it's because people would just you know flex their like eight rock drops and then not get the double roll on the next thing you know yeah that's that's actually so hilarious like i've seen so many twitter clips of people doing like these huge howky. drops like, it's always how yeah. dude <laughs> yeah it is i mean don't get me wrong that shit is super impressive super awesome super cool looking but like it's always just kind of funny knowing deep inside like oh he actually kind of just lost six <laughs> he just lost xp yeah no i and it's always funny because um like half of the clips is, and it's not just how shout out how i want him on the sebe cast one of these days but um oh yeah for sure uh yeah i always just find it funny because um i swear in those clips after the eight rock drop i swear like the next uh roll on that rock which is just a single roll never actually like succeeds i swear it's like every time i'm pretty sure that is the case yeah (laughs) yeah so i always found that kind of interesting and watching um old videos of people you know kind of waiting to drop like five rocks or so at a time that's the reason their xp rates were lower than I think optimal is what 133k on average, something around that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
I, I feel like we are similar. You are I'm just I know I'm I, I don't want to just boost your ego even or you know, but you're a very smart player and honestly I've I've respected you ever since joining um Summit and I I think I knew of you beforehand. Um and honestly you're the reason you and like GE Challenge uh you know are the reason why I started getting really into like trying to discover my own methods of like it's 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 sort of what you say where like you just go around the game looking for things basically to discover and it's really enjoyable honestly um but yeah I have to give a big shout out to you guys because uh you know joining summit and then uh streaming and then kind of getting more into skilling for a little bit when I was maxing and all this stuff kind of just made me just hunger for this like knowledge and stuff and I, I i can't say i'm like the biggest brain because um there when i go into summit i go into like some of the the conversation you guys are having i'm just like this right. is so far beyond my scope of knowledge like, i couldn't <laughs> understand this if i wanted to because it goes into like actual math and stuff which you know right uh, first thing i'll say about that full disclaimer I'm not a very smart guy. I'm a normal guy that just loves RuneScape. <laughs> the only thing is, is that like I'm just—it's genuinely just a case of being overinterested in things that most players aren't. That's literally all of this. Um, it's really flattering what you said about us like having that kind of influence on you. I think that's super awesome. I'm super glad. You know, it ended up being something that you enjoy. It makes me really happy to hear. And I think that uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. You. Like I say, all these smart players. Like. Like. Listen, guys. Smart players are extremely humble. The most. The most intelligent players. Look at them. Wooks. Exact. You know. You got GE Challenge, Port Gazard, BC Guppy. They're all just humble men doing their thing. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. They're not arrogant. So. Um, yeah. Sorry for you know just talking it up. I know it's kind of embarrassing for you guys, but I'm just. I just love you. I just love how, like, the player base truly is, like, a wholesome player base when you look at it. Because people get the... I know I'm just kind of, like, rambling on about at, at this point. But, like, you know, people say OSR's community is, like, toxic or whatnot and, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But truly, when you, you know, really look into the community, it's actually, like, one of the most wholesome communities of, like... A lot of games i can imagine again i don't really play any other games so i guess i'm not one to say but we i i yeah. absolutely agree there's a lot of very nice people in this game like so many people have said a bunch of nice things to me yeah i the community is actually just awesome they are yeah is there there i mean don't get me wrong <laughs> there's some very toxic people in this game but as a whole yeah everyone's super supportive of each other and stuff and i think that's really cool i completely agree okay Let's go into some Twitter topics. Again, thank you guys for all the uh, replies to the Twitter thread. Um, just for those listening that maybe haven't listened before, uh, there will be a link in, my dis- in the description of this video to my Twitter. So every single Sebecast, I post a tweet asking for topics and uh, other points that you want us to talk about. And so feel free at any point in any Sebe, future Sebe cast to uh, post a topic that you would like to uh, have us touch on. It's not guaranteed that we're going to touch on it, but it, you know, if you have something very important that you want us to talk about, like we'll probably end up hitting on it at some point. So anyway, um, I guess we'll just go into the first topic I see here. And that is sure. whale asks, do you have any 
plans to do more fewest red x challenges or something similar in the near future i'm too low iq to compete in those <laughs> watching the run is always really interesting all right so first of all like reading this question actually made me super happy i didn't think that many people were actually interested in the challenges because i mean there weren't that many submissions when i did mine so it's cool to hear that you know people enjoy to just sort of be a spectator in them uh as for if i have plans to do more of them probably not i'm actually not sure because as much as i enjoyed doing the first one as much as i enjoyed participating in the ones that ge challenge made i honestly feel like the last one that ge challenge did and audience if you're not aware of it go check it out it's actually mind-boggling he had the perfect challenge and (laughs) it was just so awesome and i don't think that i I could ever be taught yeah i can that was the one in the desert right where you start by the uh yeah I'll la- yes. I'll have that in the in the description as well. Crazy video, so cool. <laughs> like right. just something where it's like, okay, that video just proved to me that I'm not going to compete in any of these <laughs> because there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah, I, I'm on the topic of like people thinking they can't compete. One idea is to make a totally arbitrary challenge. So just have it maybe be from the entire east side of the map all the way north or all the way west, all the way to Zaya. Don't have an actual like solution planned out beforehand where there's like sort of an optimal strategy and just sort of let the competitors go wild and see what they come up with instead. I think that could be a cool idea. Will I do it? I'm not sure. Thing about that is also a prize pool. I think would have to be way lower because if you're not sort of confident in like having a good solution on your own, you could very easily just get beaten. So yeah, you know, not trying to lose too much money. <laughs> But I do think it could be a cool idea, and I think that's something anyone can run. You know, why not? Why doesn't he, Mister Whale, go for it himself? You know, yeah, I think that could be enjoyable. He says he's too low IQ, but um, dude, something crazy. So Whale posted a video of the same autocast thing against <clears throat> teak trees in miscellaneous, or in I guess at Ceteria, wherever, like the, the second half of the island. But you can use autocast against those trees. I thought, like, oh, it, really? Yeah. Is there a difference? Like, what? I'm actually curious. I'm genuinely curious to go. I haven't even tried it, and I was gonna, you know, try it at some point, like last week. I wanted to go see if I could auto autocast the rocks, like the coal rocks, because <laughs> if the trees work, I wonder if that whole island just wasn't even touched. I suppose it makes sense because I, I guess they're not actual teak trees. You know, you don't get logs from them, so they're coated a bit differently. Something similar, actually, is, uh, you know the tree at Wintertot, or rather the Bruma root? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can actually two-tick that with autocast as well. But, I mean, the problem with that is you have to go to a PvP world and <laughs> yeah. do it there. Hardcore Iron Unless you want to do some crazy strategy where you do desert treasure and you get the stranger <laughs> to spawn in Wintertot, and then you just start autocast and just do two-tick winter Todd in world nine yeah it's always the it's always that stranger there that's like, that's like the last resort to all the methods like we can just get a <laughs> yep. stranger spawned yeah, in just, here just pop in the stranger i think you you actually brought up something about uh i think the agencies being scythable if you had a different npc and then oh yeah yeah, yeah. Was brought up like oh it's, it's time to you know put a stranger in, in the armor room and just start scything <laughs> some armor <laughs> yeah that's i was just thinking because well first of all you know what i'm really just annoyed about is how the melee arma minion can't be meleeed back even with like a speed or even with a like a halberd mm-hmm. like why why can't it melee me but I can't melee it like 
It's doing like a like a skydive on you, you know. <laughs> Apparently, I I really wish. Um, well, I don't know if I really care that much, but it would be cool if halberds could work against, um, like flying creatures. Like it'd be interesting. It'd be a, another leash thing for the halberd. Why not? Yeah. Seems cool. But yeah, that was uh pretty interesting. The little scythe swing. You can actually you can melee those um. Uh, things like for those listening, the uh, what are they called? Avianzies. Yeah, avianzies. So uh, you can actually melee those with a scythe as long as like your first hit goes to a melee to like an actual like dude that's on the ground. It'll one of the scythe swings will go to the, the uh, avianzie. So, um, yeah. So uh, I'm kind of interested about the whole like miscellaneous thing. So I want to see oh, if yes. you can do <laughs> autocast because yeah, it works fully. I was like. Uh, cause I remember just watching the video and then I, I thought he had like two rats on him and they were, he was just doing the normal two tick thing, but now he was just straight up auto casting a, uh, or no, it was a chicken right by the bank. Right. But yeah. It Uh-oh. is super interesting. Like, I think it, it still works on dark crabs, which is also weird. So I think it's just like hard coded to not work on some stuff. So I guess really go try it on everything. Honestly, like, yeah. go around the game, just try it on everything. It might work. Yeah, no, that's what, uh, like, I, I really am proud of my little two-tick monkfish method. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the crazy little skeletons that are just coated so strangely. Oh, my gosh. Those things are weird, by the way. Those, like, fake mystics. Skeletal, what uh... What do you mean by fake? Or they're not, they're not, like, skeleton mystics from, like, chambers, but they're, like, the oh, same-looking right. things, you know? I think the ones from Chambers just got yoinked straight from the uh, bed area. Oh, straight up, yeah. Now they they couldn't be asked to like just make a new design for something. <laughs> yeah, classic. Copy and paste. Similarly, have you seen Fedion? That thing is just like a recycled NPC from Legends Quest. They just made it really big. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. Cla- classic OSRS. I'm kind of okay. Actually, now that you just bring up Wildy bosses, I'm just curious. What do you think? of a rework to them i feel like jagex is planning to just rework all the bosses i personally don't want them to really yeah i'm actually, I actually disagree strongly <laughs> i want to hear i want to hear what your thoughts are on it uh, are on it because like right now i feel like they're very bad obviously they're just weird but like i feel like they're balanced to the point where like you don't take any damage and then you it basically becomes a thing where you can just kind of focus on the PK or if he comes, you don't feel like you're getting dicked by two different things, you know? Right. Anyway, what are, your, get what are your thoughts on it? So, I mean, I think you have a point that it is balanced. You know, you do have to set up the safe spot and it does still take time to actually kill the boss. But I just think, like, from a thematic sense, it just doesn't really make sense that you have to use these super arbitrary safe spots to actually kill these you know, bosses. It's supposed to be a boss fight, right? Like, <laughs> the only viable way to solo it is to just hide like a chicken. I mean, it's just, it just I, seems a little odd. It seems out of place. It doesn't really fit the game, in my opinion. I just love how all three of them, or all four of them, technically, or I guess not all four of them, but like, uh, I'm, I'm including the Chaos Elemental in that. But they, they all have their own little, like, safe spot mechanics. I just love it that they just all have right, it. Right, yeah. I mean, I mean, that really says something. I feel like that really says something about how the content was designed if everyone's just looking how to safe spot them. So. Yeah, I mean... I, I think... Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I feel like Wildy bosses, I mean, they were never 
that was never intentional for them to be safe spotted but uh yeah. like i, I kind of like how um initially they were just meant to be these mass destructive things that is supposed to be a massable thing you're supposed to bring your friends there this is like before iron man pro- i i don't actually know when they came out i'm assuming it was before iron man mode. i'm pretty sure it was it was like super early one of the like really early osrs updates I'm pretty sure mod reached it so like ancient shit basically yeah but that was kind of like the intention was just like this whole massable thing where you're just taking a bunch of damage but you know just kind of sitting there camping it but then people started getting smarter yeah is what it is honestly i think that if they just reworked all the fights to still have zero damage methods but like actually make them a bit more engaging sort of an actual like feel like an actual fight then i think that would be interesting i think that'd be good yeah it's just tough because what i just i guess i just i have faith in jagex but again they've come out with things like hydra and stuff like i just can imagine counting right, to three right. in the wilderness and then you have a oh, pk no. and just, things like that would be yeah. annoying but that's yeah, true if they if, good... if they did it in a good way it could work out yeah in an ideal world yeah yeah but um i'm also a huge fan just going back to the whale tweet huge fan of those like fewest red x challenges i wonder if there's anything else you guys could like come out with uh you know some sort of challenge that's not red x based but something similar so, so uh drew from the summit or scrub lord 1337 on twitter shout out to him as well he actually made a little event for uh for us but it was you know summit unique but he just did a bunch of brittles where he sort of had locations around game, and then he would just give us, like, clues to sort of guess them. I think that could be a cool thing, you know, just for some fun. Just do it publicly. No need to have it private. Everyone can kind of get involved with that. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. That could be cool. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let's see. Okay, I know we already sort of covered this a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. Titaw is just asking, how did you gain an interest in discovering mechanics? And I guess what motivates you? Um, and then, again, you've already basically covered all of this, but the people that have inspired you to do what you do. Um, if you, uh, yeah. So I guess since I kind of covered the first two points, I won't touch on them too much, but for like in regards to people who inspired me... Uh, <laughs> First and foremost, like, everyone in the summit that, like, contributes to discussion. You guys are awesome. More specifically, G challenge him. Absolutely, like, insane. Very big fan of his. Very cool guy. Very smart guy. You know, he's inspired me a lot. Uh, B5 and ScrubRoy3037, also known as Drew. I think they're the kind of the reasons that I actually made a Twitter in the first place because, you know, I would go and I would check out their Twitters and I'd be like, holy shit, like, this is so cool, you know, like, I, I want to do this as well. So they've had a really big influence on me, I would say. Not only have they taught me a lot, but I've just, so, uh, yeah, just been inspired by That's them. awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess I kind of want to just bring up, like, what do you, th- are you ever, like, nervous to share a mechanic because of what Jagex might do, like delete it or fix it or something like, like what, yeah, what are so your thoughts is, on sharing the things you this discover? This is a very uh, good topic, I would say. Um, there is sort of a lack of trust in, or like lack of faith that 
a lot of us have in Jagex to sort of decide what is maybe too powerful and maybe what's not. So there is like sort of a general hesitancy to share anything that could be like borderline considered, uh, I don't know, in Jagex's opinion, bug abuse or whatever you want to call it. Because, you know, they might just randomly decide one day, you know, screw it. Yeah, we're just going to patch this. In fact, that's exactly what happened with the two-tick autocast stuff. Yep. At first, like, I didn't expect that to get patched at all. Which is why, like, I was like, I gave people the go-ahead to just, you know, share it publicly. And then, like, whatever, a few weeks later, it just turns out it was patched. And, uh, I mean, that was, like, super disappointing. And it's just, it just makes it, like, feel like, why ever share stuff if there's just going to be a risk of something just getting removed from the game, sort of. Yep. Which I, I don't like, because I like sharing stuff community, personally. I think it's cool that yeah. everyone sort of get into these methods and stuff. But I agree. There is that risk that you're running. Yeah, I remember just like that. I, I thought like the two-tick dark crab thing was supposed to have been patched with mm-hmm. along with the mining and stuff. So when I when I first started doing it, I was like, holy shit, like, do I do I share this or do I just kind of keep to myself and just yes. keep... So, like, even you've experienced it yeah. first time as well. That, that was the first, my, yeah, first experience of it was just, do I share this? But I will say, I love to share things. And yeah, me too. So, you eventually just are like, eh, whatever, I'm just going to share it. Some yeah. Somebody else will come out and find it and then they'll share it and then, you know, whatever. But so, oh, yeah. eventually it comes out, so... One thing I will comment on, like, regarding the same topic is I really dislike that Jagex is, it kind of feels like they look at it and they just flip a coin. They're like, oh, yeah, this is too OP, so this is gone now. Oh, this is fine. This can stay. You know, there's no consistency, so you can't really predict what's going to happen if you share something. Yep. It's the same. Going back to, uh, yeah. sorry, go on. No, 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 you go ahead. I was, I was going to say, like, going back to when DC Guppy posted the Mithril Seed. I was just <laughs> about to say that, yep. That literally just got patched the same weekend. I didn't think it would because, honestly, it seemed pretty balanced to me from looking at it. So oh, I, yeah, I was a hundred percent balanced. The amount of skill to like not have that messed up, or right. even worse, is somebody else coming in the room and messing it up. Like, you know, that yeah, exactly that was perfectly balanced. And you didn't even get to use a blowpipe because of it. I think he was using an ACB for the second phase, which is like just straight up lower DPS. Right? Yeah. No, I I don't even think didn't it end up like not even being, or it was like fee, wasn't it like fewer kills per hour because of it? Or I'm actually not sure. I wouldn't be able to yeah. tell you, so don't quote me on it. But I think it was more assuming that you're just like a casual solo player who can't really get many kills per trip, and you don't have alts and yeah, shit like that. okay, that makes sense. Just for getting your first uh, head though, because once you unlock the diary, then oh yeah, that was it bang. because it saves so much time running that long route. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was it. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And similar stuff has happened like previously, and I'm sure there's cases of it that I'm not even aware that happened. You know, before I was like active or anything. Like yeah. you know the the Priftinus, uh course with the whole like time thing. There was like a strategy where you just use a fire making to walk three t- three tiles in one tick, and eventually that was just like, oh yeah, that's gone as well. Which is like so dumb because no one was actually fire making on the rooftop for like more XP an hour or something. It was just like a cool little thing. Wait, 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 wait. They can't. Wait, wait. What's happening? They they di- they made that not a thing anymore. Like you can't. Yep, you can't. You can't light fires on on the roof anymore. 
which is so what? silly. Like, no I did one, not yeah, know that. It's really dumb, in my opinion. Like, no one was doing it like as a meta thing to speed up the course and get points. Yeah, just for fun. Anything. Yeah, it's just a cool little fun thing in the game that's, you know, first of all, really unique. Second of all, really cool. Third of all, it gave you, like, a tick save on your PD. Is that, <laughs> is that really something that we need to get rid of? Like, like okay, I think wait. that was one that a lot of people got upset. So what happened to the PBs? Did they reset them? Or is I'm it... pretty sure these are still there, and it's just discontinued. You, that or, is so I, Okay, dumb. there might be, like, a strategy out there no one knows yet to get a better PB, but with the current existing methods, yeah. I'm pretty sure the world record's just discontinued. So I'm kind of curious uh, because I was kind of messing around on those roofs when I saw because I believe it's 103 that you can normally get, normally, correct? And then it was 102, and then somebody got a 101, I want to say. Was that how it went? I feel like you're right. I wouldn't be able to tell you for sure, but I think that okay. was the case. Because it was 103, yeah. and then... Uh, GE Challenge found a way to save a tick that made it 102, and then Hanky also found a way to save a tick, but they had different strategies to save a tick, so they sort of combined their power, <laughs> found a way to save two ticks, and eventually they were able to achieve the 101. That's insane. Yeah, super cool. Because uh, yeah, I uh, I I was up there for probably a good good three hours or something, and I I knew there was one spot. It was right after like that first little. Uh, bridge that you cross on the tree. I knew you, there was a way to save a tick right there, but I couldn't ever get it down. I think it was there, but um, yeah, that was that was too complicated for me to f- figure out how to do it. Yeah, I don't really recall, but I, I do remember us spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to save a tick. And, and just, you got you to have that one yeah. portal spawn as well. Oh, yeah, that, that made it a little bit, uh, bit of a struggle. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, that's, uh, crazy stuff. So, wait, what were, what were we just talking about? About the, uh, oh yeah, was, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, the, um, just how Jagex is just hit or miss when things... Right, yeah, exactly. So, um, is there, I know this, you don't need to, you don't need to disclose it if you don't want, but is there something that you do know of that you don't share currently or is everything that you've kind of discovered just shared and i mean i mean is there anything that you haven't even told like you know summit or whatnot because i'm assuming most things go through summit first and then you guys like decide yeah, so it's, you know there's definitely a, a good handful of things that i don't share either because i think they might get patched and i don't want that to happen or i think that they could be used for like sort of malicious stuff obviously mm. i don't want that to happen either uh i have shared them with some people who i will talk to it about you know try come up with ideas maybe using the thing or whatever uh, so yeah there, there definitely is things that i keep secret but it's for good reason i would say okay um i just i have all these things in my mind that people listening won't understand but so there was a thing ge challenge posted probably a year ago or something and it was of, like, he was by a cow pen in Lumbridge, and then he had an alt close the gate, the tick before some guy was supposed to path in. But there was another gate open on the south side. And uh, 
what I recall seeing, and I, I can't, like, I, I'm not going to bother trying to find it or anything, but what I recall seeing is the guy just stood next to the gate and then, like, five seconds later teleported inside of the pen. <laughs> right, yeah. But, I think that's just a client-sided graphical bug. Okay. But it, it does look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. So just for those kind of like listening to just to get an idea, basically there's two entrances to this cow pen in Lumbridge and w- both gates were open, but the guy, so the, the alt is about to close one of the gates and the fastest way to get in the cow pen is with that gate that's about to be closed. So the guy paths in, but the tick before he's supposed to enter through, it gets closed by the alt and then he stands there like, obliviously and then he just randomly spawns in so that's just like a graphical thing yeah as far as i'm aware it's just graphical i wouldn't be able to explain the nitty-gritty that's something only uh (laughs) be able to do so uh like but is your dude like i don't i don't remember if the true tile was on where it actually shows where your guy is but was would true tile show you where your dude is and would he be moving technically or like i'm I'm actually not sure about that question (laughs) I just, I, that is like the one thing I remember saying where I was like, okay, this Discord server is crazy. <laughs> like, what is <laughs> happening right now? So, uh, but yeah. Okay. Um, Trout Humble asks, any mechanics or design ideas you'd like to see in future bosses? Ooh, okay. So I actually don't really have an interesting answer for this one. I'll just be honest right away. I'm a super like basic bitch when it comes to this. I want one thing and one thing only. And I'm sure loads of people want it too. I'm sure you can guess it's Wraith 3 in the desert with Mana Foss, <laughs> with Desert Treasure 3, all of that good stuff. You know how it is. That's exactly what I want. Bring it in the game, Jagex. Like, everyone wants it. Just do it. Yeah. Please, just do it. Okay. And, you know, you could have the, the raid inside of a pyramid. It'd be super dope, you know? I've asked previous guests, what do you think? I'm, I already have shared my thoughts. You've probably heard it, but I'm a big fan of real puzzles. We haven't really seen true puzzles in RuneScape, but are you more of a PVM basing where you just want everything exclusively PVM, or would you like to see some like big brain puzzles in there that are fast-paced? Uh, I haven't actually heard you talk about this, but I do think that is an interesting idea. Uh, but I, I worry that clients would be like a really big issue for that especially if you were to speed run it because they would just sort of solve it for you so i don't know how that actually would work if it was like a puzzle that wasn't like just solvable by a client i think that's a great idea you know it could be super cool i don't think it will ever have non-solvable puzzles like we're just we're at that day and age where like Uh, puzzles yeah puzzles come out and we just have to accept that they're all going to be solved but you know they can still be fun, I guess, even with plugins, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I mean, I mean they literally true. just tell you where to click, right? Like, that's true. That's new. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess I'm thinking of... Uh... Yeah, you're right, dude. We're, we're... <laughs> Okay, you know what? We'll go into this topic. What do you think about plugins, especially like Quest Helpers? And I don't know if you've oh. used... I haven't even used oh. Quest Helpers. <laughs> Quest Helper is absolutely the most broken plugin there is, and I have no idea why it isn't considered a cheap plugin and just completely <laughs> banned from the game. It is so ridiculous. Someone posted a screenshot earlier in, in a, I think it was actually just Summit, but they were like showing that the Quest Helper plugin, when the guy opened his bank, it literally made a bank tab for him with all the Quest <laughs> items in it, ready for him to just withdraw them from the bank. Like, it's so 
mind-boggling. Okay. That's busted. I've never seen it's that. It's beyond busted. Like, and it just, it's so easy. It's so brain dead. It just tells you where to click. It feels like you're not even engaging with the game anymore. You're just clicking blue, literally. Jeez. And beyond that, the other broken thing is that, like, there's certain, like, puzzles and stuff in the quest. I know we just talked about puzzles, but further than that, like, stuff that you wouldn't be able to tell without, like, a plug-in. So I think the example is in, like, a Souls Bane. Do you know that bit where you have to sort of peek in all the holes and find the ghost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the plugin obviously just tells you exactly what you have to click on. <laughs> oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah, it, it's it's so silly. I really don't understand why it's considered a legal plugin. Yeah. Yeah, I, all I've seen is, like, my examples of what I've seen is, like, the light puzzle in... Song okay. of the Elves gets solved for you, and the like darkness of Hallowvale trek through the like town or whatever. I've like where it oh, shows yeah. you exactly where to click, which is really nice. But to, straight up organizing your bank for you, <laughs> it's insane, right? Like, like don't get me wrong, I've used the plugin, I've absolutely loved it because it's <laughs> so, so fucking good, right? But yeah, I mean, it's, it just does not, it shouldn't be in the game, like, and. Okay, while we're on this topic, actually, I'm curious what you think of, since you're, you're, I'm, what I gather, you're a huge fan of clues. So what do you think about all the clue plugins that are available? Because I feel like those also kind of just solve all the puzzles and steps for you. So, again, it comes back to, like, we are just in this day and age where, you know, we just have too many smart people coming out with plugins. There's no real way to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could just ban it all, but at the same time, people can still use it. And I apparently, I don't actually know if this is the case, but apparently Jagex can't even detect most plugins because they're, like, visual. They're not, like, I don't know. Yeah, I've, again, I have no idea what Jagex can see on their end, and I not like I really care to cross any lines. But, you know, right. if, if they banned, for example, the slide puzzle plugin, like, how, how do they enforce that if they can't even, like, see it on their end? And then the other thing is, like, it's, like, I don't know, like, the whole coordinate set. I remember doing clues back in 2015, doing medium clues, have the wiki open, and I just, <laughs> I was at the coordinate page, where you just click on the coordinate when you right. see it, and then you go to that location. Right. And, like... Yeah, I guess... Yeah. Sorry, go on. It, it's just, like, hard to say, like, you know, is it... <sighs> I will say, the hot cold step is i remember when the rune light came out with that plugin that like hot cold where you just like click it and it starts narrowing it down for you that is so ridiculously op doing that without the plugin is like actually so tedious yeah that's that's exactly like the first thing i had in mind when i asked the question because that one just seems broken like i can sort of understand like the coordinate ones because like it's just removing the steps of going to the wiki like it doesn't really actually change Mm -hmm. much it's just kind of convenient but that hot and cold one, like, yeah, I don't know about that one. That that seems a little bit, uh, a little bit cheap to me. And you know, like, I think you brought up like that point that, like, the whole Jagex enforcement thing is a whole another can of. Worms. But like, just in an ideal world, like, yeah. If it were up to you and you could just decide the way it was, would you choose to have those plugin move? It's just like not a thing or not. I am going to have, like, in an ideal world where we truly could have perfect enforcement, perfect, you know, everything. Honestly, I don't think I would because it's either all or nothing. It's either you take away all the coordinates, the hot and cold, everything, or you leave it all, basically. And 
Uh, okay, so I've done my fair amount of clues. And honestly, I really, even though it's telling me exactly what to do, basically, uh, mm-hmm. with a lot of them, um, there is still ways to find, like, efficiency in clues, right. sort of. And so it's like, yeah, it's making a lot of it easier, but at the same time, it's just like, it's not taking away... It's so hard for me to like form an argument about it because it would it would relate to so many other things. Like for example, the quest helper thing. Mm-hmm. You said you loved it, and I imagine uh, a lot. I, of people, <laughs> I can imagine I love, I love it as well. It. I don't love that it's in the game. Yeah, and I, I understand that. Um, oh, it's tough, dude. I don't even think I would. I think it's fine the way it is personally, and I'm one of those people that like really would love like a balanced game. It's just, it's think, too tough to say. I, I think, uh, like, just thinking about it myself, I would actually disagree with you. I think that shit should be just eradicated. But like, I don't do clues, so you know, my opinion is probably not as well as informed as yours might be. So, well, you know, fair enough if you feel that way. I think let that's a totally. Good let me ask you, like, because you know, you're not a clue doer, but I'm also not like a PVM or hardcore speedrunner, but. Right. What do you think right. of like low RAM, the thing where monsters disappear instantly? Is that good for like is, like is that fine? And is um, okay. other things like that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because that's more of your realm. So full disclaimer: I have used those plugins. I'll just say that first and foremost. Um, They're amazing. I can imagine. Oh, they, dude, they are so good. Like that <laughs> that low RAM shit. Like, <laughs> that so good. genuinely might be my favorite plugin of all time. Okay. Yeah, like it's, it, is, it is so good. It's but honestly, so clean. I think that's, that, yeah. that could be in base room light. I really, I, like, I'm probably super biased, but I do think it could be in base room. And I would love if it was, but yeah, I'm I, not sure if it actually should be, but yeah. And that's, I agree with you. I don't even think it's game breaking. I feel like it's game breaking because, or it's not game breaking, but it's like, it's cheap for the people that do play by the rules, you know, where it's like, personally there's no the the rules are not like set in stone you could literally just change the rule one day and then all of a sudden oh it's fine it's the same thing with those like left click ham members when they said oh can't left click ham members now just arbitrarily like oh my god like really i have to right click things so i think it's totally fine of a plugin but uh yeah they have to make it clear that you can use it because that really does drastically affect uh speed runs to have oh, yeah. that Especially convenience. Inferno, I feel like that is so huge. Oh, yeah. Anybody that's gotten a sub... I'm pretty sure... I'm not going to just, you know, die on this hill. But I'm pretty sure everyone that's gotten a sub, like, 52 uses that. Like I would wager that. that you are probably correct. Yeah. It is really good. I just see it. And I'm like, yep, if I ever was into this kind of stuff, I'd be using it. <laughs> it's just too good. Yep. And, like, the fact that... Uh, I mean, Jagex don't seem to be banning like all the more reason to just get tempted by it and actually use it yeah i will say though that there are other pv plugins that i really strongly dislike and i dislike that they are seen as almost mandatory within the speedrun community i'm, I'm thinking specifically about top here i okay. think it's really discouraging for people who actually want to follow the rules because they just feel like oh like i'm just straight up losing time by not having some of these plugins like yeah. Is that like, uh, what are some examples of it? 
is, so is, i think uh yeah yeah go ahead so there's a i don't know how to explain this but the nihilicus room uh it runs on a vortex cycle that's how it decides when it's actually going to spawn the nilo so first thing that happens with that is as soon as you go into the nilo instance you know that timer starts ticking and depending on when you go through the barrier the nilos can either spawn instantly or basically like four ticks later or whatever because of that running oh, wow timer. okay so one plug-in is that you know you just have this tick counter going over your head counting to four each time and then you just enter tick perfect every single time into the room so you always get that instant nilo spawn that instant three tick and, save right, right yeah. yeah and i feel like that's I don't know. That that one just seems weird to me. I, I don't like that one. There's yeah. something similar in Sodotseg with another four tick timer where you can just run over the maze like the last bit of it and not take damage if you're uh, going on a specific tick in the four tick timer. So there's a plugin there obviously to just have this number over your head so you know if you can skip the maze or not basically. So are you a f- like would you be okay if everyone had that? Or, like, what is your, like, solution to that? Like, do you want nobody to have it? Because it's so tough because you either disallow it, ban it completely, which it, I don't know if it already is a ban. With, I don't know what's even banned anymore. But, like, then it, you know, really benefits the people that will still use it without being punished. Or right. do you give everyone right. it? And then it's just this, the whole game turns into, like, this tick counting. Every single thing has to have, like, perfect ticks, like, above it. Like, right. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, like that's a super hard question to answer because, like you said, ideally I would just want it like completely gone. But then, like no matter what, obviously there's still going to be people who will be able to abuse it. That's just like a fact, yeah. and it kind of sucks that those are going to be the people, like the only people actually benefiting from it. So, yeah. yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. Like, I will say that, like you know, the Nalo thing I just talked about. I was talking to someone earlier about it. I was like, you know, what if for the they're doing a bunch of PVM quality of life updates. So I was like, what if they just made it so that four tick timer only starts once you actually pass the barrier? So just every single time you start the Nilo room, you get that instant spawn. I feel like that would be a great update. Yeah, that would. Then you don't have to use the plugin, right? That would be the most. Uh, yeah, that that would be the best solution yeah. in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Ideal scenario. Whether it happens or not, <laughs> who knows? But yeah. I would like to see stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. See, this, these are the kind of things where they really do matter in the speedrunning community. But for the the casual player, and like, I mean, I've done a thousand TOBs. I had no idea that was a thing. But yeah, like, does Jagex care? Because a lot of speedrunners probably really care about that. But like, is it? You know, it's just. I think like if that were to be an update, I think the speedrunners would be happy as well because then they don't need to really pay attention to that tick counter because it's just going to work every time no matter what yeah so i think that's all right i don't think that's a big deal it's not like clicking the barrier and entering on a specific tick is that difficult or anything it's not like it makes it easier or whatever uh whether or not jagex actually cares uh (laughs) who knows about that one yeah i don't even know if they're aware that it's like a thing that's going on right now so okay um but yeah kind of going back to like just the whole plug-in thing. Honestly, the more time passes... Well, I'll just say this before I say my other part, but I couldn't play this game on vanilla anymore. Oh, 
absolutely not. <laughs> I just can't. Like plugins are un- like incredible. For the most part, plugins are so nice and they make my gameplay so smooth, so nice and like I can't play this game without them anymore. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Plugins are huge yeah. for the game just in general. Everyone everyone loves plugins. So many people play on Runelite for obvious reasons. For the most part, they're super good. Yes, they are like they had their issues. Yes, there's like a lot of controversy about some plugins, but for the most part, plugins are great for the game. In my opinion. Okay, so Quest speedrunning has been a proposed thing that Jagex wants to bring out. With mm-hmm. with the current Quest plugins, do you think that should be like <laughs> How do I say this? Like, do you think that should be resolved or something? Because you say Quest plugins are busted. I personally haven't used them enough. What they sound like, they sound kind of game breaking. Not gonna lie, but do no, you? I can guarantee you, they are the most ridiculous thing that, that yeah. is on. Probably. <laughs> do you think those should be addressed before coming out with speedrunning in Quest? So, ideally, again, yeah, ideally, yes, they would because. They do actually save you quite a bit of time. Um, I think it was Adam McAdams. Shout out to him. He was explaining to me, like, the Quest Helper plugin uh, shows you exactly when um, far bits assigned to your character actually change, which is basically what tracks your quest state. So you know when you're, like, talking to an NPC in a quest, sometimes you just straight up don't have to finish the whole dialogue, and you can just dip earlier. And, I mean, that's really hard to tell without that plugin, so I feel like that kind of... It's it, it's like a huge time save just because you're sort of using that plugin. Would oh, I like yeah. to see it addressed? Yes, absolutely. The problem is, you know, like we were talking about earlier, people are going to use it anyway, and then yep. those people are going to benefit like massively, and they're just going to dominate whatever high scores there might be for quest or speedruns. So, unideally, in the world we do live in, what do you think? Should they just keep it because let's be honest will jagex really be able to enforce any of that yeah at this point honestly i think it should just stay because it's already a thing in the main game anyway you know they said it's allowed whatever <laughs> have they even like, said it's allowed like it, but, well the fact that it's on rune like yeah. basically means you can assume that it is allowed yeah. because they're always <laughs> trying to be like super compliant with the guidelines yeah. or whatever well they yeah well I don't know if they're trying super hard to be compliant. But uh, it, eventually, I mean, they they come out to, with it and they're like, "You haven't said it's not against the rules yet." I yeah, exactly. Like. They're just trying to be like technically compliant, <laughs> sort of, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's I would of, just leave them. It's in. tough. Screw it. It's tough. I, I it's it kind of reminds me of like how um, skilling comp or like not like competition but like skilling records need to be recorded at this point just so people can't use banked xp and stuff but like i wonder if people are going to be very like stern on ooh, if you do a quest speed run you need to have video proof of it that you didn't use the plugins for it to be like legitimate i wonder if i don't know if anybody will actually ever care about that because it's not you know it's well i don't i don't know how big quest speedrunning is going to be anyway i think it's going to be massive but i wonder if they're going to come out with things like nope this this is an illegitimate one because you used a plugin for it i don't think that'll be the case i think just as long as there's like official dragx high scores people are gonna go off that and nothing else and i also think speed quest speedruns are going to be 
pretty big, at least for a while. Um, I do think that beyond just the Quest Helper plugin, there are other ways to severely cheat in quests that will save you time, which I'm not going to get into, but I do fear that there are going to be a specific, a uh, few specific players who are going to do that and sort of ruin the high scores for everyone. I would hate to see that, but I feel like that is yeah. going to happen. As for recording, I don't think it would happen. If it did happen, I'd be really upset because I think there's a lot of cool sort of secret strats you can do that are like perfectly legitimate. Yeah, And I wouldn't want to just have to like Hand it over to people. Here you go. Tie my record or beat it by one tick because beat it by one tick. Copy your exact method, and then oh yeah, I have the I have the world record now. I I don't mind. That's but that's what it's gonna eventually come into. I feel like because like we both agree, it's really fun to share things, and I I feel like when somebody does get a crazy record, they're eventually just gonna crack and be like, I just want to share this, and then. That's when like the true speed running comes in when everyone knows the meta and it's literally just finding the one tick to save. Which like, <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe sure that is happen. maybe that is cool, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess it just depends on the person. You know, the person's willing to share method and let people have their fun with it, improve the method. You know, true. awesome. That's cool. Uh, I'm sure there's also on the opposite spectrum a lot of people who are gonna figure out strategies and never share them at all for their obvious reason because you know they want to keep it to themselves they want the world record stuff like that um yeah it's it's hard to say i'm really just excited for it though because oh, like, me too. it's just it's just something it's like a different category basically for like uh runescape i guess like i don't know it's just like something new and i I've, I've said it before i feel like people could genuinely um like uh build um like i don't know like content off of quest speed running like for people that like um have never been like a content creator or something this is something huge for uh you know people that wanted to kind of get into a scene if you're really good at quest speed running like you could you could build something like crazy on twitch or youtube if you're like really good at quest speed running and stuff like that's something people love to watch as speed runs that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, I'm super excited about it as well. I think it's going to be an awesome update. It, it's something like brand new, new way to play the game almost. Yeah. Uh, I never thought about it from a content creator perspective, but I think uh, you know best there. You know what people are into. If people are actually, you know, going to build like a channel or like a YouTube off of uh, Quest speedruns, you know, that's, that's awesome in my opinion. I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, I'm. It's gonna be funny though because I swear the people that have made quest guides in the past, they're all gonna be irrelevant because people are gonna be. <laughs> their, well, first of all, there's already a quest plugin that people are already right. gonna be using. But do you, if you watch a speed run and then copy exactly what they do, that will be the new guide. Just do exactly yeah. what this guy's doing. Poor, poor Slayer Music's gonna have to <laughs> remake all his guides for I think it's like the third time now. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that that actually. Be... I mean, I would actually. I'm actually really curious to see, like, I don't know, maybe a few months or even six or even a year after Quest speedruns come out, what kind of strategies come out of it? Yeah, I mean, like, how much time can I actually get shaved off some quests? Like, how crazy would it be? Like, I feel like when Old School came out, people were talking about underground passes if it took like two hours or something ridiculous, right? 
Oh these yeah. These days people can do it in like literally like 35 minutes or something. I would love to see how quick someone actually would manage to get it down a year after request view. Like imagine it just cuts in half or something. That would be insane. Yeah, probably, honestly. People are going to go ham on that shit and that's going to become the new like guide, the new meta to like watch basically to like do those quests. Like you know, it'd be super I wonder when uh, when every quest has its own like meta if somebody's going to go for the fastest quest cape, you know, from scratch like how how many like days played or whatnot or hours played uh, yeah i i think I th- okay maybe people aren't already doing that but i think like people do similar stuff uh with like dragon slayer and whatever yeah just entering champions guild a full quest cape speed run would actually be insane i'd love to see that <laughs> yeah. i'm sure uh evanabi would love to see that as well he's the guy that holds literally like every single world record for all the speedrun categories currently really i'm um, yeah i'm sure he will love quest speedruns he's gonna dominate i'm sure that's awesome okay um circo vosley i probably butchered that asks what do you do daily on rs pvm <laughs> skilling etc all right so uh first a little funny story about this one one of my good friends score he uh screenshotted this question and he just pinged me with it and he just dropped the keck w because <laughs> <laughs> he knew that i was gonna struggle to answer this one because i guess within my friend group i'm just known as the guy who's permanently burnt out of his arm now, which, <laughs> which yeah. honestly is pretty true but i wouldn't say that i'm totally burnt out of the whole game you know i still play the game mm-hmm. um on a day-to-day basis really just kind of varies most of the time i'll just hop on do some talk with my buddies get on voice have some fun or i'll be testing something something like that currently i do actually have like a big project i'm working on but it's top secret so can't say anything about it (laughs) is it gonna be shared uh, to the public if if i uh ever finish the project yeah oh otherwise no (laughs) but uh yeah i'd say after i max my iron man uh, I kind of stopped going for like account progression. Yeah, so it's not easy to just log in and actually have something to go and grind. For example, yeah, hundred percent. And the grinds that you probably do have left are just horrendous. Oh, yeah. Yep, it's a uh, get a scythe from top, get a Tebow from Cox, get shit from Nightmare, <laughs> finish corp shields. Like yeah. at this point, like I, I think uh, after I max, I actually did a bit of Nightmare. I did like a a couple hundred kills or something got the helm and then i sort of asked myself like you know i could i could keep spending hundreds of hours going for you know progression based goal goals get xyz item and whatever or instead you know i could just put in that time and try and improve as a player instead and i just decided on the ladder and after that i started playing all my norm started just trying out different content learning about it going for speed runs stuff like that started working on uh the oblivion diary oh nice. uh, for anyone who's not familiar it's just like a player run achievement combat achievement diary and started working on that that was super fun you know really addicting to see progression in a different way that's just uh account based you know yeah Fe- feeling like you're improving at the game is honestly a really really enjoyable part it, of it for me it really is i remember just my journey learning like 
I mean, I guess solo chambers was a big one for me learning, but that was so like long term. I just constant progression, just slow, slow, slow progression where you just get a little bit better. But um, one of the things that really was awesome was learning bandos flicking. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because (laughs) it's very simple once you've learned it. Like it makes perfect sense. But just initially, just the muscle memory is not there. And just kind of like a struggle to like keep your brain engaged right. right and then i remember tick eating oh my god when i was learning tick eating i was like i will never get this down this just does not like it makes sense but my muscle memory could not get it down right. and yeah. that was like really cool for me because when i did get it down i was like wow okay like i remember vividly six hours ago me saying i'd never get this down and then i have it down and it's like it's just really cool to really learn something that's like skillful so i can exactly. see how that's appealing exactly. yeah i totally agree with you on that one i can i can relate on both uh for chambers you know it's slow progression but it's still very satisfying you know once you start learning things like your first successful acid runner whatever you know you get like a like a really good feeling out of that you feel like you've act, you can actually see that you've proved that's, that's yep. awesome bandos flicking absolutely agree with you totally awesome method it's super fun to do is it difficult at first? Is it frustrating? Yes. Are you going to die a bunch? Yes. <laughs> is it worth it in the end? Yeah, because like once you actually finally get a puddle off, like you feel really good. Like you feel like like shit. You know, I, I'm doing this. I've improved at the game. I know how to do this now. It's, and it's like super satisfying method to pull off. By the way, it's like honestly one of the reasons I'm so like passionate about PM. Literally just bandos looking. It's such a fucking cool method. It's so it's so engaging and it's so rewarding. Exactly. It is honestly, yeah, it's super difficult, super engaging. It feels like a real, like, boss fight that you're, like, actually involved in. And it's super rewarding. But, I mean, that's also just because of how God Wars is designed. Like, getting long trips is super rewarding. Yeah. Something that I like personally. So, so I'm I'm kind of yeah. curious with the whole, like, you know, GE Challenge came out with the um, Zami 5-0 method or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Um, and now there's another, like, 6-0 Bandos, I believe where you can right. just like basically crossbow it and i think there's a way to like even save the lost tick by using a blowpipe or something like that at this right. point but um what do you think about those where the meta had always been melee 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 and then all of a sudden there's this way to basically stay there the entire task without eating right. potentially what are your thoughts uh, on that? Is it good for the game that that comes out? Because I love variety, but I want to hear it from you. Like, um... yeah, so I think it's cool that at this point there's you can literally use all three styles of bandos. You know, that's neat. Whatever. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of those because I feel like there's not a whole lot that you actually need to learn there to be sort of greatly rewarded. And I think I think I was watching one of your casts. I think it was with Caldwell, and he said that. He just maged all his bandos, like like super easy, like carefree, never had to learn flicking or anything, yep. which I mean, is fair enough. Like, that's cool. But if it were up to me, I would like uh, for to be the only viable method because I don't know. I just I just think that method is I completely I completely agree with you, like 100 percent. I really wish like it's but like I really wish melee was the only method but at the same time i have to look at it from a broader perspective and be like is this selfishness of me to the method i learned that's super fun and i want i almost want to like 
push that onto people. Like, learn this. It's so much fun. I had so much fun learning it. Like, is it just my selfishness that's saying, like, I don't want these other methods because they're technically better and they're not any effort. There's hardly any effort to it. And it's like, I, I really wonder, like, is it me being selfish or is it me th- saying, like, this is not good for the game because it's less effort for more reward? You know, like, uh, I don't know if I'm explaining I mean, myself correctly. No, but, I think I get you. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, but like, if I were to answer the question, a little bit biased, I guess, since we both have the same opinion, you know, I might be falling into the same trap as you. Maybe I'm just agreeing or just saying that you're not selfish because I'm also selfish or whatever. Yeah. So, I, like, it's hard to say. I, I just think it's dumb that, like, there's a low effort method or even two low effort methods that are actually competitively viable with a method that's, you know, a lot more difficult yeah which i think is a lot more balanced in terms of uh how rewarding it is and how much you actually have to put into it so genuinely i i don't think that we're selfish i think it is just something that's like a game design kind of thing yeah. where that is like just the better way to go but i don't know i'm i'm probably biased as well like yeah who can say we're probably both biased but then again the people that go the opposite way are biased toward their method because yeah, if, if i were to ever say if somebody that because when I eventually go for a Zami pet, I would love to grind out Zami and Bando's pets. Those sound so much fun. But I I have a Tebow. I have max range and stuff. I could just do the Tebow-Zami method. But personally, I just can't see myself enjoying that as much as being super engaged and you know getting extremely good at flicking Zami and Bando's and just doing that. like That kind of like old school grind of mailing it with Arclight and doing Bando's. Uh, with melee like 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 i want to do those methods and it's just (laughs) like uh, because it's actually more efficient to use a tebo it bothers me you know no i know exactly what you're saying in a way you almost feel like you're forced to go with the other route you know deep inside you would actually really be enjoying yourself a lot more or with the belly method and like I'm sure there's gonna be people who are listening to this and they're gonna be like, What that's so dumb. Like just do the thing you enjoy. But like eh, like when you feel yeah. like you're missing out, like it's it's just not the same. Yeah. I know. There's always that argument, like, just do just do you. Don't like dude, I'm a competitive yeah, right. player. Like I like things to I don't know. Yeah, if it, it it feels bad to like uh not be doing something as like I guess as efficiently as you could be doing. Yeah, or like it, it sort of feels like you're doing the wrong thing, or you're missing out because you're not doing this. Whatever, exactly. You know, it applies everywhere in the game, honestly. But uh, I will say that, okay, I might be totally wrong here, but I think if you're like actually really good at uh, LA Zami, I'm pretty sure the kills an hour can be more. But don't quote me on that. Like, I could you're probably wrong. right, but um, it's the fact that you can have a kill where you get like specialed four times. That just really throws things off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, guess I, I could I could immensely improve in my melee Zami capabilities to make that not the case, but um, or just to make it so when those kills happen, I can like counterbalance it with good kills. But right, right. yeah, no, I I think uh, just kill time alone, arc lights faster, and so like over time you might save time but just the fact that you can stay there an entire task with a tebow is just crazy yeah it is it's absolutely and i think uh you're talking about like in the context of a pet grind i'm not sure which case he is now but i feel like if you're doing several hundred hours of zami 
eventually you might get to the point where you're like, all right, screw this. You know, the Tebow method is like, it's the juice. Like, it's, it's so much <laughs> more chill. Like, fuck the old method. I just want to do this shit. Like, I can you see might that. actually just end up appreciating it more once you're like really deep into that. Group. Yeah. No, I, I can, I could definitely see that. Um, okay. I guess kind of, I mentioned just mailing Zami and then I thought of Arclight. I'm just curious, what do you think of an Arclight being okay. disgusting? Oh boy. Okay. So I actually saw one of the questions talking about integrity changes and I know it was like talking about boss tables. So I'm glad you brought this up because I actually did really want to talk about this. Um, it's not just the Arclight. It is pretty much every single item that has any kind of modifier. Uh, before I continue, big shout out to Gherkins because he actually made a really good and like long post about this in, in a feedback server to uh, to Jmods, and I, I really hope they take it into consideration. So a lot of that, uh, the idea there is actually coming directly. Um, just thing about them, for I guess anyone who's unaware, is like one strength bonus, like one singular strength bonus can make the difference of something like ridiculous, like three max hits. It's like it's absolutely ridiculous, right? And not only is it unnatural, but like it just—it just means that like as more power creep starts coming into the game, every time you like start to reach those max hit thresholds, you're going to get a huge buff on these items with modifiers. So what that means is like you know, as time goes on, these weapons are only going to get stronger and stronger. And I think that's genuinely like an issue for the longevity of the game. I, th- I actually have like a kind of funny example. Um, it's not with the arc light; it's with the scythe. I think it's something like uh, if we get five more strength bonus in the game, scythe on task is going to be maxing a fifty-four. If we get one single more strength bonus after that, scythe is going to be hitting a fifty-six, which is four max hits on like literally the best Jesus weapon in the game. Christ! And by and by the way, a fifty-six literally means that the scythe is going to be maxing a total of ninety-eight damage. It is absolutely insane, and I like. I just don't know how they're going to come up with, like, better items if these ones are just going to keep, like, getting stronger at a rate that's different from every other item, you know? So what need is is that the reason, by the way, why um, when the Nate is not Helm came out that Vorkath all of a sudden, like, the Infernal Cape didn't matter anymore? Like I'm actually not too sure. It must have been some sort of multiplier, because I remember Fat Clouds was like, oh, the new Nate is not face guard came out now, like... Infernal capes are irrelevant because my fire capes doing the same max hit. It was like something really weird, just how like it yeah. worked, I guess. Yeah, it probably is something with just the way the multiplication works and gets rounded and calculation and stuff. So, what do they need to do, like in your perfect world, perfect scenario? Because BC Guppy is very passionate as well about balancing items. Like, what do you think needs to happen to, for like longevity's uh. sake? So I haven't given it a whole lot of thought. You know, it's always easier to complain, complain about something, but not actually yeah, yeah, yeah. get the solution. But I think uh, in the case of stuff like Arclight, where it's supposed to be like a niche item, where it only works on like a specific subset of monsters, I think what they need to redu- to do is, uh, I'm not sure if it's possible, but sort of have invisible base stats and not have like these, these insane multipliers, like, Arclight, I think, is 70% just because its base stats are so shit, right? Yep. So if you just buffed up the base stats to be what it should be, and then, uh, yeah, if it, if it still only worked on demons, obviously, you know, I think that would be the ideal solution. Yeah. I think that should work out. I'm not sure. 
haven't really taken it into yeah. super good consideration. I think BC but... Guppy was basically like, yeah, just reduce the multiplier like 20% and then just... I mean, he. I'm assuming he probably doesn't want any multiplier on it either. Just make some invisible mm-hmm. thing where there is no multiplier, so strength bonus in the future doesn't affect it. And just make it so when you're killing demons, there's an invisible stats to it. Like that are. Yep, this exactly. is now what the weapon is. And yep. honestly, my opinion is I don't think an arc light should ever. I think an arc light should be like just as good. As like those three main weapons we have, uh, blade of Sailor, rapier, and mace. I just I kind of like hate it how Arclight's actually better than those three. Like it kind of makes sense in a way, but because of the multiplier, it's just going to get worse and worse over time. Right. Yep. And it's like I don't know. I'm yeah. bothered by the fact that those three weapons are very niche because they're specialized weapons, such as the lance and the Arclight and the DHCB and stuff. DHCB is just stupid, by the way. That thirty percent. Uh, I mean, the lance is also stupid. Oh no, the lance had to be stupid to balance with the uh, right, to DHCB. Get yeah. it's so bad. This is what they do, and then like, uh, there needs to be like an overhaul, but who knows when it's going to be? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. And the other problem with these items is that their their justification for being so OP is like. Oh, they're it's niche. A niche item. <laughs> yeah. But like, how Half. the fuck is it niche when like <laughs> almost every single thing in the game actually ends up fitting into one of these <laughs> quote unquote niche categories? Yeah. It makes no sense. And I think, like you said, you know, the rapier, the blade, and uh, maze just start getting devalued. Like, there's, we're running out of places to use these items. I remember when the rapier came out, people were grinding it so they could take it to Chamber uh, Cesare, yep. and then. A few months later, oh, here's this lance, you know, which is way, way, way better. Yep. It's actually it stupid. Just, it just threw the rapier in dirt, pretty much. And I think a similar thing has happened uh, really recently with the Arclight and the Mace against Cerberus. There's not as much as incentive to own a Mace for that anymore, because you can just Arclight it, which is this item that's super free to get, super free to maintain. It's, and, it's ridiculous. And you get to wear Bandos with the Arclight. Like, if you're wearing Inquisitor, because I think Inquisitors with a mace is the only time it's going to be better than an arc light. Oh, so it's an even higher requirement. Yeah. And, uh, well, at least that's what I've been told. Who knows? But the fact that you get to wear Bandos and be tanky versus getting a little bit more DPS and wearing Inquisitors and just taking a bunch of hits, I can imagine, because Cerberus right, right. can mess you up if you're wearing Addy level gear. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, I mean, personally, if I had a mace. One one of these days, if I ever get a mace um, and I have a Cerberus task, I'm still going to use Arclight because I just would rather wear Bandos and use an Arclight, which is yeah. sad because... Which, you know. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's this item that takes fucking ages to get, like, in the context of an Iron Man. Yep. And, you know, one of what would have been really a fantastic use of it is just... It's, it's just irrelevant now. <laughs> like, why would you? Yeah. You have this Arclight in your bank, which is you know, pretty much a free item to get. Just use that instead. <laughs> yeah, there needs it's to be a serious sad. overhaul. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, And that's for... And people are like, oh, you guys... like, Because I've heard comments. Who knows if they're troll comments or not, but people get butthurt when I try to start, like, nerfing people's items and stuff. But, like, right. this is very... This is a healthy thing to do for the longevity of the game, like you say. Like, you yeah. can't release more items without... Yep. Yeah, exactly. like things need to be balanced. So, yeah, 
I, I, I definitely 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. How do you burn an Umli wrap? <laughs> oh, this one? Okay. Uh, okay, wait, wait. Go into a backstory for people that don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for those who don't know, the burnt Umli wrap uh, is an item that's been in the game for God knows how long. Uh, probably over 15 years, honestly. Uh, it was previously thought to be completely unobtainable, and the reason for that why for or the reason why that was was because the level that you needed to be able to even have a chance of burning it was actually lower than the actual requirement to try and even cook it. So by the time that you can even cook the umli wrap, it's already impossible for you to burn it, which I guess was some kind of mess up by whatever J Modin implemented it or whatever. So for the longest time, no one thought it was actually possible to obtain one. You could have looked at the wiki, it would have been on the unobtainable item list. And then only recently, you know, keep in mind this thing has existed in the game for so long. Only recently did a group of players, it was B5 and McAdams and Data Dependent, they managed to actually get their hands on one. <laughs> I, like, it's, it is, honestly, it's so silly, right? Because it's not like it's a good item. It's not like it's useful in any way. But it is still, in my opinion, one of the coolest fucking things like the game has actually seen this past, I don't know, year or whatever. Yeah. It is so cool to think that this thing that has never even seen the day of light <laughs> suddenly just comes into existence. You know, people are really applying new knowledge to old content and amazing things are happening. It's super cool. So do th- did they ever say how it was done? <laughs> right. So I guess this is where we get into the actual question, which asks how to do it. Yeah. Uh, they have not said how it's done. And because of that reason, you know, I can't really tell you. It's not my thing. It's not like it would be wrong for me to yeah, even yeah. share it. So if you really want to know, what I suggest you do is just uh, spam B5's DMs. I think if you ask him enough times, he might just talk. So oh, go, ahead and, uh, go ahead and go ask him how you make one. Yeah, that's... I can think of... Because I don't know how it was done. I can mm-hmm. think of certain ways of how it might have been done, but like I don't know. And uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I remember seeing that picture. Was that on your Twitter or who's was that B5's Twitter? It was on Twitter? B5's okay. Twitter. I, I think maybe you saw it on mine because I retweeted it. Yeah, that might have been it. <clears throat> but yeah. uh yeah. Crazy. Honestly it's, it is absolutely fascinating. I think uh it was Bodhi. I remember watching his stream and he was saying that he actually wants to try go for one. He, like, he thought it was cool as well. Like, it was so interesting to see, like, people are actually really trying to rack their brains and try go and get one. It's, <laughs> it's really, like, it's just a really funny thought. Is there another, unobta- are there, like, other unobtainable items, or quote-unquote unobtainable, that, um, like, might be obtainable in the future? Like, or, like, is there, like, a list of things that you guys have, like, tried to go for as well as the burnt Umli wrap? Uh, I don't think one there of the is like things. a track list. I think Burnt Umli Wrap is one of the only ones. There is something really similar, which is Burnt Pita Bread, which has the exact same issue. But um, without going into too much detail, I guess the Pita Bread, for whatever reason, just doesn't work. Can't burn it. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. So, so the I same method. Yeah. Okay. I do remember uh, when B5 tweeted that, there was a... 
a certain group of players who I, I, I don't want to name, but they decided uh, how cool would it be if we just uh, pretended that we got a burnt pita bread and tweeted it out. <laughs> So they they just like photoshopped an image or like edited their client or whatever to have a burnt pita bread in their inventory. They went to like the exact same spot B five was in his picture, and they're like, "Oh, check it out, guys! Like we just got the first burnt pita bread." That's and it was just hilarious because like it was fake, right? Like they were just lying through their teeth. Somebody's gonna try to do it, and it's just never gonna work. Yeah, it's 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 funny. I think they since deleted the tweet though. That's funny. Um, other than that, I, I'm really not sure. I'm sure there has been unobtainable items that people have obtained in some way or another throughout the history of the game. So, um, yeah, I, well, I was going to ask something else, but I guess it's irrelevant. Okay. Um, Tanner Dino well, this is, an, again, another topic that's kind of already been covered. But who helped you most when getting where you are today? Again, you've kind of covered this, but... Uh, I do... I, uh, my answer is going to be mostly similar. Yeah. G challenge him. Uh, Drew, B5. Uh, someone who I didn't mention before, but who I will mention now is Merrick. Uh, super kind guy. Very nice. He's supported me a lot. He said some really nice things to me. Really encouraged me to doing what I do. And he's also like shared my stuff with a bunch of people. He's, you know, gotten it some attention. So I, I really appreciate Merrick. I think he's this really kind guy. He's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Ditter bitter. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Go going ahead. back to that question. Go ahead. Uh, my friend group as well. You know, shout outs after school. It's always way funner to play the game when you have a group of friends that you're sort of playing it with. So, yeah. yeah 100%. Okay, Ditter Bitter asks, how did you get rank one LMS? <laughs> All right, so, okay, this one's actually kind of funny. It's uh, it's actually a huge meme in my friend now because, so, how do I explain? Uh, so when LMS Scott Rebirth came out, uh, I was super hooked to, like, to it. Like, it was super addicting. I was having so much fun playing it. I, I just started no life again. I'm pretty sure I did like a 30-hour session straight of LMS or something. Jesus. You know, my brain was melting by the end, but I was having a ton of fun. Right? Yeah. So at some point, Ditter Bitter was rank one, and he made a tweet like saying, oh, yeah, just got rank one on LMS, right? And then he went to bed, and then he woke up the next day, and then I was rank one. And he made this really hilarious tweet, which was like, can anybody tell me who the fuck Port Kazard is and how the <laughs> fuck he got rank one LMS? So I guess the whole question is just a callback to that specific tweet, which, by the way, is now a huge meme in my friend group. It, it always gets referenced. You know, people say, fuck is Port Kazard all the time. It's super funny. That's funny. Yeah. I, ac- I actually remember when I must have seen a tweet of it or something when you got rank one, or maybe it was in a Discord or something, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I do remember that. And I've experienced, not a 30-hour sesh, but I've I've experienced when I burn out of things, LMS becomes this just insane addiction for no reason. Like, it's yeah. it's just, like, so addicting. It, it only lasts a couple days, but for, like, those couple days for me, I'm just like, I can't get enough of it. It's You you die or you win a round, and you instantly just go back in. It's like, <laughs> yep, exactly. it's like pulling a slot machine, I swear. Dude, I, like, it honestly is because when you kill someone get this key and you open a chest and like inside the chest you get loot like, i mean that's just like that's just like the core 
part that makes it addicting. I feel like it's like human it's nature like to just like this. Yeah, is, this it's like is loot crates, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's super cool that LMS is actually seen as such a fun mini game. Players who aren't. Even- it's help. It's helpful too. I learned. I yeah. I would have never known how to try bread. All right. Exactly. Like loads of people learn a bunch of stuff on LMS. Yeah. It just makes them way better at PvP and even just the game. Really. Yeah. No, hundred percent. It was really. Uh, it's taught me a lot, which is just kind of cool because I just always saw it as just this irrelevant mini game that PKers would like. But then you give it a shot, and it's like, oh, this is actually really addicting. So, so how much LMS have you actually done? Like, have, did you just go for the blade, or do you just like, occasionally just go and send it? So I am. I mean, I have the hundred win cape, and those are like legit wins. I mean, you know, legit as they can be. But I have uh, right. forty three hundred is my score, rank one ninety two. Oh, I think you might be above me <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I went pretty ham. Like, I bought here. Let me look because I bought a bunch of dark crab tellies. Those are for hard clothes. Just right. For that, yeah. Then out of spot, and then uh, so I have like two hundred and seventy six of those, and then I bought a bunch of blighted anglers and blighted restorers. And I bought the Staff of Balance and one of the Halos. Staff of Balance looks super dope, by the way. Big fan of that. I am actually not a fan of it. Really? <laughs> okay, I strongly disagree with you. <laughs> Wrong opinion right here. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Where even is it right now? I can't even... Staff... Oh, maybe I... Oh, no, here it is. Okay. It's like a snake eating a spiky yeah, dildo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, that, that's stretching it. Okay, I I think it's super- he's eating a thunderbolt. There we go, or yeah, spitting out a thunderbolt. Sure. Okay, I'll admit. Okay, first of all, I'm not a big fan of green, so maybe that's the reason I'm just not a big fan of it. But if somebody's really into like green colored stuff, it, I don't know. I, I would take it that you're not a big fan of cabbage halo either, though. <laughs> uh it's all right. You know what? I think my issue is I got this. But I really wanted a staff of light, and for some reason, I just can't motivate myself to just go grind like a hundred Sarah to go get another light. And uh, I really love how the staff of light were or looks. That looks way cooler than the staff of balance, in my opinion. So, uh, I mean, it looks good, but I, I don't think we'll be able to agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. Now, I this one just it doesn't look as now that I'm equipping it doesn't look as bad as I initially recall, but it's just. I don't know. It's definitely not as clean as the Staff of Light, but I do think it. I like that. It it's just unique. Looks... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can agree with that. I wish. Uh, going back, yeah. talking about LMS, though, quick. Go ahead. I will say that uh, getting rank one was not about being good at the minigame whatsoever. It, it was literally about just hours played because LMS score works in such a dumb way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, like, honestly, I don't even think the best, like, score per hour, if you will, is to win games. Because, like, the last match just takes so long. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you do badly in a game, you actually barely lose any of your score. So I would like to see a rework to the way that actually works to reflect better how good someone actually is at the minigame. Yeah. And not just it, how much they've actually spent playing it. It is not like ELO based. Like, I swear it's not, it has right. nothing to do with like your skill. It's just, yeah, like you said, time played. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, don't you start at 500? I think you do, yeah. See, it'd be cool if you, like, maybe started at 1,000. Like, if they reworked it, started at 1,000. Similar to, like, how chess works. Um, like, chess rankings or something. Like, you start at 1,000. Then if if you're as good as, like, the average player, then, like, you'll stay at 1,000. But Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, actual proper ELO base. Exactly. That would be really good. Yeah, this the whole score is just so irrelevant. It just makes no sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's a <laughs> There's, pretty big missed yeah. opportunity, honestly. Yeah, but then again, no, yeah, no, it would work because, yeah, you could abuse it for a little bit and get a higher ranking. But as soon as you do compete against somebody, somebody better than you, you'd start dropping. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it would work out. But then again, L- what do you think about LMS? How r- random it can be, where you can straight up just die to bullshit personally i kind of like it because if somebody is better than you you can actually have a chance to win if you just get lucky right but, uh, no I, w- I would agree with that because like at the end of the day it's runescape everything on this game is <laughs> pretty much rng yeah um I, w- I would still say that even though it is rng like you have a, a massive advantage over your opponent if you know what you're doing and True. say they don't right so, like, yeah, bullshit moments happen, but, like, that's kind of just the game. And like yeah. you said, sometimes the bullshit is, like, in your favor, you know? Sometimes you just feel like smacking, like, a 30-30 DDS for no fucking reason. It's and just so like fun. Guy, right? Yeah, it, it's, it actually makes for, like, some of the best moments in the game. Yeah. And if you think about it, over time, RNG would balance out to the point where, like, yeah, right, exactly. yeah your skill does matter. Right. Yeah. So For sure. It is fun, though. Like, just... Having some dude that thinks he's like amazing, and then just getting really lucky against him, and he keeps <laughs> <Yep>. hitting zeros. <laughs> you're like, yeah, Sick. or like they, they'll like splash ten times in a row, and you can tell that they're like getting a bit. <laughs> yeah, like they'll drop like a question mark or something, or like they'll start like counting the amount of splashes. It's, it's actually like so funny. They'll like they'll like type a question mark, and then they'll just take off all their armor and just like accept it because <laughs> they're just so okay. bitter. I, I will not. I've done exactly. <laughs> like sometimes. It's just not worth uh, putting up with the rest of the fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's always like the first fight. Like, if you can't catch the freeze and then a guy's just ramboing DDSs on you and stuff, yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Restart. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take a quick pee break. Yeah, sure, sounds good. And I'll go grab some water. Perfect, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Yo, I'm here. All right. Um, okay. I'll give a little um, shout out to Adicon because we already kind of covered it. But mm-hmm. he asks, "Are there any open communities or discords one can join to learn some of these crazy mechanics? A lot of these 
things seem to be well well kept secrets are known only to a few and addy pretty sure just joined summit so right yeah funnily enough uh he managed to get his answer before it actually got answered on the cast but, <laughs> uh yeah he applied passed his application he's now part of the summit and, awesome you know he's having a good time but to answer the question uh well i guess Savi actually already answered it earlier, go ahead there go, is yeah. uh there is a part of a second part of the answer uh there's this uh there's this uh resource. It's called uh I guess I'll actually let you put it in the description of the video yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh it's a skilling guide written by data dependent. And I know when you hear skilling guide that sounds like kinda lame, but <laughs> it actually will teach you a, a whole lot about the game that you probably never knew. And even if you don't care about skilling, it's gonna teach you so much that applies literally everywhere. And uh yeah. One of the most important things to understand if you want to learn more and about like how stuff works is the order of stuff that happens when within a tick. And that guide covers a lot of that. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, two things happening in the same tick, it's not really happening at the exact same time. You know, every single thing processes in an order, no two things happen at the same time. And that guide covers that a lot. And if you want to check it out, I highly encourage that you do. Is it long? Yes. Is it a little bit complicated? Yeah, but it's also like very thorough. So yeah, I've actually everyone should. Yeah, no. Yeah, go on. I, I was just gonna say I've had this GitHub uh, link basically bookmarked for the past year and a half because oh, uh, yeah, awesome. That's yeah. great. It's amazing. And it's so I, good. It is so good. It, it the amount of work that Data Defended. Big shout out to him, legend. Uh, there's also a problem section at the end, so if you want to test your knowledge. Uh, yeah, that's like it's a fun little activity to do and teach you a lot. Yeah. So I would really recommend checking that out because, as far as I'm concerned, it actually genuinely might be one of the best public resources there are available if you want to sort of understand the inner workings of the game, even if you don't care about skill. I'm I'm literally just scrolling through it, like I'm just showing. There's like gifs of examples of things he put so it's not just words like you can see visuals of it and it's right this shit helped me a lot to go out and you know find little methods when i was really motivated to so i will definitely have this linked and i've actually linked it to a bunch of people in my stream whenever they've asked like why does this work i'm like honestly i can't explain it as well as this can explain it here just read this that that makes me super happy here as much as that thing will get shared around i'll always be like super happy even if one more person reads it uh makes me super happy yeah i'm really happy to hear that uh but again the summit not open but we do take applications uh check out our twitter i think save said he'll link it in tweet anyone can apply you know you don't have to already have a lot of knowledge it does help but i think we're genuinely more interested in people who have a strong interest in actually learning and discussing stuff more than people who already maybe know a bunch of stuff. So even if you don't think uh, you'll get in, give it a shot, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And Addy Khan was a great, uh, he's super smart player, super talented. Mm-hmm. So he's a great uh, addition. I agree. Big um, shout out to Addy Khan. Yeah, huge shout out. He's been on the Sebe cast for those listening. Episode 5, I believe. So go check out that one as well. Um, but yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot of like unused potential that could be a very good addition to the Discord. So be sure to apply, guys. 
And... Yeah, we, we've accept, actually more than just Adicon. Like, I think we've accepted like four people or something recently. So, oh, hell yeah. Give it a shot. Okay, Dirt Nerd. And I'm going to pull up the thing as well. He said, or he asks, how the fuck you find out you can tick eat with a kitten? My G. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna pull this up. I think this is your first tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Go uh, into this. Okay, first of all, like, shout out to that Dirt Nerd guy. I remember his original reply to the actual tweet. He was like, Gee, save some pussy for the rest of his chief. And I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, that was a good one, dude. Um, how I found out about it. So, it wasn't really like going around and just sort of brute forcing or anything. Uh, I actually just kind of knew the relevant mechanics for both how the green ball works and how the actual kitten itself works. Uh, I guess to sort of go into it as simplified as I can, you know. If you want to tick eat something, there's two stages that you need to understand. And that's uh, the first part is when the damage is sort of calculated and it gets put into your player's queue. And then the second part is actually when that queue runs and the damage occurs. If you want to tick eat it, then you just need all you need to do is like heal in between those two stages, right? So uh, it gets a little complicated when something calculates damage on the same tick that it actually does the damage. Because in that case, you know, just eating a shark or whatever, it isn't going to work because you don't actually heal in between the two things. So the idea with the cat is uh, basically when you stroke the cat, uh, it gives you, it causes your player to be stalled. And what a stall means is that uh, scripts that are in your queue, in this example, damage, just get delayed until your stall is actually over. So effectively, by stalling at the right time, we're able to separate damage calculation and the damage actually occurring. Uh, the next step is to heal between them, like I said earlier, which you just do with regening because regening doesn't get stalled. I hope I hope that, that is, made sense. No, that is actually insane. Because I was I was rewatching this and I was like, um, how was he? Like he's not even eating. But it was literally the region. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, so what you would do is... Uh, that is insane. Exactly 30 seconds in advance, give or take a couple of ticks because of the stall length. Uh, you just put on Rapid Heal. And that would just guarantee that you'll gain HP on a specific tick. It's actually really similar to the CM Rope Skip where you sort of time a region. Oh from my the, god. From the future. Or like beforehand, whatever. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, um, there's a lot more to, uh, you know what? I kind of want to like ask about a few of these cause I'm, I'm curious sure. myself. So I'm going to just scroll down just for a few of them, but this, what is happening in the solo muta, solo muta skip tree skip? Like right. what is happening so... here? And I'm going <laughs> to see if I can like blow this up real quick. Okay. I can't without ruining everything. It's fine. All right, go into it. I'm. Just, what is happening? <laughs> I'm not super sure if I can give like a great technical explanation of this one, but uh, I guess to make it a bit more uh, like relatable or understandable, you know, when you're doing solo muta dao and the muta's like chomping you or whatever, and then it seems like he consistently likes to just fuck off for a tick and move away. Yep. I'm not like. Have you 
notice that? Yeah, I, it's been a right. it's been a while, but Muta is really weird, and I can yeah, I can mm-hmm. I recall that. So, what's happening is every four ticks, and it likes to sort of do it in a cycle. It'll just lose your lose its interaction with the player and stop attacking it for one tick, and basically, just the way the method works is if a hit splat occurs on that tick, muted out will deflinch, which basically just adds like an attack to it and makes it retaliate to your player. And uh, I guess this is actually I'm like actually not super sure, but I think this is actually what causes muted out to change its mind from interaction with the meat tree to go heal and instead go back and interact with the player because it flinched to it. So instead of going all the way to the tree, it just says, fuck this, changes its mind, starts attacking the player again. That's pretty much it. If you correctly time your hit splats consistently, you'll skip all six phases. Not super useful, but that's pretty much what's going on. So interesting. Like, I don't know how I don't know how you guys do it. Like you would GE challenge just the things that you just assume can't be like changed. Like this the muter dial is just stupid. Like you can't mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's also something I find fascinating is you know, watching players completely uh do things that seem previously impossible. Like again, going back to the burn umli, like that was like mind boggling, like Wait, this isn't supposed to happen. Like, why? How? How did you do that? Right? Yeah. Super- um. Okay. I wanna. There was one more I was really curious of. Okay, this one was sick. So this one was uh, in September of last year with the stalling AGS vengeance thing. <laughs> so a lot of people oh, have probably already seen this, but like. This is one of the coolest things ever. And you added Oda Block at the time to. Uh... Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I, th- I think that actually helped them honestly get a little bit more publicity. Oh, 100%. Bit of, a, bit of a rant move, I guess, but uh, gotta hustle. So, what um, is what is currently happening? The screen's a little bit uh, cropped, so I don't know if yeah, anything else is happening, yeah. but. Uh, it was intentionally cropped. Uh, I preserve prayer on that account is not unlocked. Okay. And basically. Uh, if I remember correctly, what I did was do a really long stall, which I didn't show how to do in the clip. That was also cropped out. And that just causes all the damage to basically stack up for when the stall ends. Uh, by clicking the preserve prayer in between two attacks that your opponent does, it'll basically cause an interface to be opened in between the two attacks, which effectively makes it so that instead of all stacking up on one tick... One of the attacks is going to be uh, happening as soon as the stall ends, and then a different attack is going to happen exactly one tick later. <laughs> and that splitting it apart by one tick is exactly what lets us cast Vengeance again and uh, basically effectively double Venge. I will say in that clip, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> by coincidence and like a miracle, Pit actually swapped, which is a super like uncommon, and that's actually what caused them to all stack up on the exact same tick on the opponent, which, in my opinion, just made the clip. It's incredible. I, think I also ended on one HP, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so like you got hit a seventy-three. It looks like at the very end, and you were at one HP at the end. It's yeah, the so cleanest thing I've like ever seen. It's like by chance just happened to perfect. <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty obvious. 
And so the angler you ate yep, exactly. can yep. still be eaten. And so that was the thing that saved you, correct? And made you one HP? If I did not eat that angler, I would have died. So That is it, insane. Even, even more stuff into the mix that, uh, that happened there. God, that's, yeah. It's cool to see, like, you, you watch it the first time, you don't know what's happening, and the more you watch it, you start understanding, like, you're doing the vengeance, eat, and then attacking him all, at, like, on the same tick, and it all just, right. it's beautiful. And it's also, uh, like, I think I had the metronome on for it, because, you know, you can't eat or attack the opponent or venge while you're stalled, so you had to do that knowing exactly when your stall would end. Oh, wow. So, just had the metronome on for that, and count until I knew the stall was going to run out, basically. So now you have to perform it in an actual PvP scenario. Good luck. Oh, yeah, good luck <laughs> on that one. That's, that's just not going to work out. Like That's one of those things. It just looks cool. It's yeah. not actually. And then um, last thing I kind of wanted to show was just this. Both opponents are attacking on the exact same tick, and you can block right. both of them. So if right. you'd like to just go into this last one. So uh, this one, in a sense, is actually super similar to the other one, but I guess it would be too complicated to explain why. But the very basic concept here is uh, if you activate a prayer during a stall, which we already talked about stalls, uh, basically what happens is your prayer will turn on at a different point in the tick than it normally does. So like going back again, remember I said like it's really important you want to find stuff to understand the order of how things happen in a tick. Normally when you activate a prayer, it happens like kind of at the very start of the tick. And then you have like players who have like their turns where they attack and stuff. That's all like pit based. So I'm trying to make it a little more clear. Um, if you notice in the clip, I put on an elemental shield. Yep. That's exactly what causes the stall. And by doing that, I basically have <laughs> the original prayer on for like half a tick, I guess you would call it. And then the prayer changes to the other one also halfway through the tick. And the reason that works is purely because of PID. Uh, I think first person, uh, or the person with the highest PID, you know, attacks last, person with the lowest PID attacks first. So you want your your, uh, PID there in that situation would have to be in between the two players, if that makes sense. Yeah, that is... Crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of the elemental shield and kind of going back to uh, past, uh, you know, nerfs that have happened. So, Seracnus, you remember when the elemental shield could uh, block you from being webbed and stuck. Yep. So, I never tried that. I do remember hearing about yeah. it, though. So, yeah, I, ne- I never tried it either. I remember watching Puggin doing it uh, on release. Is that... Was that like, because you obviously have your own um, things like like that truly are busted. For example, quest plugin is pretty busted. There's there are things right. that need to be you know fixed right. in your eyes. But uh, what where do you draw the line with PVM? So the KQ thing, I don't. I, I agree with you. Shouldn't have ever been nerfed. Should the Seracnus mm-hmm. thing have been nerfed? Like it's arbitrary. I don't know. It's like. I guess go into it a little I, bit more. Is I, there I, anything I that? I know what you're yeah. Is there anything that uh, should though definitely have been nerfed that was nerfed, like that was just actually busted? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't actually be able to come up with an example. I'm sure there are examples that I'm just not remembering. Yeah. But 
But uh, in the case of Seragnus, uh, as far as I understood it, no, I don't think that should have been nerfed. Uh, in terms of like nerfs being arbitrary, yeah, and I think that's like kind of the problem that Jagex has. Like they are also arbitrary with their decision. But I understand because like, like like you said, where do you draw the line, right? Yep. It's, it's not an easy line to draw. I think everything should just be looked at a case by case basis. But I, again, just my issue with Jagex is like. <laughs> Kind of feels like they do the case by case thing, and then they just uh, they just flip a coin, <laughs> and that's how they decide for each case. Cause yeah. It doesn't feel like there's any consistency or real thought into it put into it, in my opinion. I'm I guess I'm just glad that they don't nerf everything because that could yeah. easily be a possibility where they just anything that comes out just nope that's not intentional yeah. delete it. I really don't like the thought of that. I I think that's. Uh, really wasting potential for what the game has to offer. I think uh, players, you know, finding out new things about the game is great. Implementing it into actual gameplay is fantastic. I think that's called emergent gameplay. Don't quote me on it. It's a super cool thing. I would love if the game would keep all of that stuff, you know, intertwined with it. I don't really don't like when they remove it, but yeah. I can understand the perspective of... Uh, like this, this shit just looks dumb. It shouldn't be a thing. Remove it. I get it. Yeah, I I understand both views as well, but that's what like the charm of old school is. What is what the game is? Where there's mm-hmm. just quirky things you do to, yeah, you know, manipulate it. Yeah, and personally, like I really love that kind of shit. I love I think, it. Uh, yeah, I think like I don't know if you're like super into like speedrun stuff in like older games, but like people will find out like new shit about like a game 20 years later or whatever and it's like some super like quirky stuff and it's just like something about it like so both fascinating and like lovable at the same time yeah it's just charming it's just cool it's like for sure it it makes the game unique and just cool exactly yeah Um, so you know, is there much more, I guess, is a question uh, somebody asked. Is there much more to learn about RuneScape? Do, like, for people that are genuinely curious about this kind of stuff that would like to, you know, apply to, um, like, uh, Summit and, like, learn more about... Do you think, like, we've already reached the end of... Because you think back in 2013, 2014, when tick manipulation right. was barely even a thing. Like, have we reached the end, or do you think we are? there's still much more to learn? Um, so, I will say that, like, uh, I'm relatively new to this sort of thing, where I'm actually learning about a whole bunch of stuff. People have been in a, around in the community, like, for longer, but have a better opinion, because they can sort of compare what was known, like, five years ago to say now. Yep. But if I had to guess, I would right away say that no. Or, like, yes, sorry. <laughs> there is plenty more to learn about the game. There always will be. And I think this game is just so massive that, like, every little thing is going to have something to learn about. You know, there might be a little secret hidden away that no one knows about just waiting to be found, right? Yeah. I, I, I heard recently someone figured out something cool. don't remember what it was, but they figured out something cool in RS3 that had been in the game for literally 10 years. So I, I don't think we're going to run out anytime soon. And I think new stuff also pops up, right? Updates yeah. happen. Changes to the engine happen. 
old stuff gets updated too, you know. I don't think we'll ever uh, run out. Conversations and stuff and discussions, it might go stagnant sometimes. You might feel like, oh, there's nothing to really talk about or think about, but I don't think that's actually the reality of it. I think there's always going to be something out there. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And even just, re- like, seriously, I'll just go into the Summit Discord and just look around. There's always something being talked about. It might be mm-hmm. super irrelevant to metas or anything, but it's right. just awesome because then it can relate right. to other things. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't, right? A lot of these people are interested regardless. They don't They don't even care if it's useless. I think it's interesting anyway, and I can relate to that. I think it's super cool. So I'm kind of curious, um, you know, according to, like, that uh, GitHub thing by, like, like the Henke's model and everything, like, yep. there, there are certain fishing spots this is just one of the examples where they don't go off a skilling timer and it's just so it just becomes impossible to tick manipulate you just have to sit there and afk it and can you give an example like for example like infernal eels like you can't two ticket or three ticket it's just a spot i mean correct me if i'm wrong again but there are certain fishing spots that and um sacred eels are another one where it's it's like you can't tick manipulate it right okay um, i think i know what you're talking about here yeah like it doesn't go off a skilling timer it's like it has its own thing i i, I couldn't explain it um but you yeah. know what i mean i think i know exactly what you're talking about i think the answer is um they do actually work off a skilling timer but the thing is uh fishing spots are super weird they like to do a thing where if you click on the fishing spot when the scaling timer is at a certain value, then your character will just stop interacting. And I think, th- th- you know how three-tick barb is a thing, right? Yeah. Have you ever thought about why isn't two-tick barb a thing? Why no. don't people just go to PvP, use darts, and two-tick barb? You're going to have to explain that to me, because, yeah, I don't, right. I don't right. know why. I just know certain spots can be two-ticked, and then some can only be three-ticked, so... So, so the reason why is when the scaling timer is, I, I would guess, it would be value one. You just stop interacting with it for whatever reason. Who knows? It just seems like some super janky shit. But yeah, that's basically what's happening. There's a uh, shout-out data dependent again. He made a spreadsheet. He went to every single fishing spot in the game. He clicked it on every single like possible scaling timer value, and he figured out exactly which ticks you can and can't click on a fishing spot so those so the sacred eels and um infernal eels those are just the ones i was always curious of so you can tick manipulate them but do you know um like how you would pull that off because i guess like you're saying they there's certain ticks where you just stop fishing Um, so specifically for those i wouldn't know but i'm I think the spreadsheet is out there. I could actually link it to you if you want after the podcast so you can take a look for yourself and try yeah, he, out. Yeah, he linked, because uh, I remember I was talking to him when I was like trying to do the, uh, <laughs> there's a black dragon out in the wilderness with a runite rock, and he was saying, yeah, you can technically be like one ticking the runite rock while attacking that dragon, like just, mm-hmm. or like technically one ticking it because you would lose right. a tick off of attacking it. Yeah, but he sent me the fishing one. I thought it was on this GitHub. Maybe it's not. I don't think it is. Okay. It was a different thing he sent me then because I was linked it in some like a year ago or something. But 
I'm going to talk to you off stream about that because or off sure. uh, the recording because I'm actually curious if there is a way to do it because what I've always told people and I guess I've been spreading misinformation is that technically they do go off a scaling timer. I just say they don't because it's they don't go off the usual timer that I'm right, used right. to, which is either two or three tick. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let me just interrupt you. Uh, full disclaimer, I might be spreading false information as well. <laughs> I just think that that's the most likely answer, but it very ma- very well may be that uh, they simply can't be, and I'm just not aware. Okay. And they might just not even be on the spreadsheet, just a fair one. They are on the spreadsheet. I remember that, but I, ne- I uh, need to... Uh... We'll, we'll talk about it after, but yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> don't sure. don't quote us on any of this, guys. This, this, <laughs> yeah. Pause this part, yeah. But um, so what are your thoughts again? Now I'm just kind of picking at your brain, but um, things like Zaya rune crafting block that dense essence that is impossible to tick manipulate, and you have to just wait there the ten ticks or whatever it takes. Like, do you like content that comes out where it forces you to just afk and there's so, there is no real way to engage with it so okay first of all i will say that like i love tick manipulation i think even if it's un- unintentional it's one of the best things in the game it brings a whole new interesting dynamic into skilling and it's it's similar to bandos flicking right it's just a trade-off where you're putting in a certain amount of effort and in some cases it's actually difficult to think about three tick four granite and you're getting like an actual very good reward out of it. And that's something I really like in the game. So to get back to your question, when I see uh, methods introduced that aren't tick manipulable, it's not really something that actually genuinely bothers me, but I, I would like to sort of see something being possible to speed it up in some kind of way where you put in some level of effort as well. So I guess in the case of dense essence blocks, like just even being able to shave like one tick per uh, cycle, just like a nine tick cycle or something. Yeah. Would be awesome. Like I would really like that. Similar to cannonballs. Issue, uh, right? Sorry, go on. I was just saying similar to cannonballs. You can always save one tick if you just right. manually use it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. One I mean, tick. But so... like everyone's going to AFK that, right? Yeah. But then you're going to have like the few people. True. will actually try. True. true. Um, I think the issue I was going to say is like balancing it, right? Because you don't want to accidentally make something way too strong or whatever. Yeah. And it's not easy to balance to have a both tick manip method and non tick manip method. So yeah. I can kind of see why Jack could just sort of uh, avoid adding. It's, I understand it as well, especially when the community starts freaking out about like you pulled this <laughs> at this you. XP rates and then it's 5k higher or something like that, you know, like, Yep. They, they feel obligated to force the content to be at the designated rate they've decided. And no matter what you do to it, it can't be adjusted. Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you mean. Um, like, remember when uh, Zalcano was 1.5 tickable? That was... People were, like, losing their shit. Like, oh, the sweaty virgin neck beard elitist headass is out here in my Zalcano, he's, he's fucking me up because he's doing 1.5 tick. And I'm, I'm just sitting here and, like, I don't want a 1.5 tick. Fix this, right? That was which, the like, best week of my life, dude. It was <laughs> so fun. Which, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, obviously people are going to be upset, but, like, I feel like I don't like that sort of attitude. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that minigame was fundamentally flawed to the point where 
it it is no longer team based. It is straight up. Right. You you cannot get the pet unless you are the MVP. Or yeah, you have to be a rat. Yeah. No. 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 Like you just you. The whole thing was designed poorly, where you are negatively affecting other people for sweating, which it should have never been the case. But then they just deleted right. it without fixing the fundamental issue. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm like I'm not super familiar with, but like you said, if they had just uh, actually fixed the core problem there, maybe 1.5 tick could have stayed in. People wouldn't have been upset about it. Exactly, and because it's team based, the one point you would have actually almost wanted somebody right. on your team that was 1.5 taken if it was truly group based and fixed the core problem because you would want people that are speeding up kills for you you know right like, exactly instead of being a like the asshole for 1.5 yep. taking you become the asshole for kind of just being a leech exactly <laughs> like complex. exactly yeah so there's like just issues like that um and there's a lot of problems with scaling and like i i th- because of nightmare i got to the point i don't know if i fully am like die on this hill to this point but like i i really don't like uh scaling in bosses and stuff because it's always so poorly scaled yeah like Uh, like it seems to be a recurring theme that the lower number of like people in a scale tends to be the like the metal if i'm not mistaken yep yeah i know what you mean yeah, I am. I'm almost to the point. I I just wish Nightmare had never even had any scaling. I wish Nightmare was a completely static sort of boss, similar to Corp. Right, just like Corp. Yep. You just go in, and the different team sizes would make it. You know, to give it a different. Um, I don't know. It it what is, what's the word I'm thinking of? But it just makes the fight different. It's different every team yeah. size instead of scaling it. So every team size is the exact same fight it's just dull yeah more more or less the same yeah, yeah. i mean obviously it is it is still quicker if you have like a whole shit ton of people but like i know what you mean yeah uh i think the issue with that though is like this is why i kind of don't agree with you is uh nightmare is like a phase-based boss and like what happens there is like when you have like sleep out sleepwalkers that have to come out each time and the boss's hp is static i feel like a like a lot of the time the actual boss fight is just going to be it transitioning its phases right yeah now that's that's true but then i mean there's always going to be the meta of the team size that's like the most optimal and that's impossible to change but i do agree with you like doing masses would just feel dull because you're spending a lot of the time doing nothing waiting around for animations to finish yeah and in a way that would make masses also just a lot worse just so much of the percentage is just not guessing the boss right yeah that's true and i mean that's the same thing with corp if you have too many people in there it becomes like there's always the meta number like i was saying right and uh you're gonna have to wait the spawn timer and everything but at the same time at least it gives you that option if you really just want to one shot this boss every phase and just hang out with the homies I think I think you got a good point there. It'd be super fun. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Just killing the boss and like, you would see no so you would see so much loot and you'd be having so right. much fun. Like, oh god, that would have been awesome. It's, yeah, and like seeing so many drops is like it's it, yeah, like you said, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Think about like the cox masses and stuff. Are they point efficient? No. Are they the meta? No. Is it super fun when you see three drops rolling? 
like every single raid oh yeah like that's awesome right <laughs> yeah i even wish uh i don't know how this would be i think chambers is the most well done of scaling um just because it's yeah. point based and stuff and you can clearly see what your chances are nothing's hidden really yeah, but i would agree at the same time i kind of i wonder i don't i'm not saying i want this to happen but i really do wonder if chambers was always just scaled to let's just say i mean i'm kind of scared to even say scale to a one man and then you can just go into <laughs> the fight and just fly through it but like because i don't want to make solos impossible to do but um uh, i don't know something where like nothing is scaled and the point values are shared between you i, I don't know maybe that's kind of a bad uh example but it would be interesting to see if chambers wasn't scaled at all and just see how uh that would work out but again chambers is already scaled pretty nicely yeah i think i think chambers is good how it is so i i personally want to change but i do agree that like what if you just did it anyway like yeah. sort of see what happens it'd be pretty pretty interesting i guess yeah yeah i wonder how raids th- i i'm terrified in a way but i'm also excited for raids 3 just to really hope they get things right and like you were uh just getting things right like drop tables wise and stuff because as as you were saying burnt from your iron you have all these grinds that are just obnoxiously long right like i i really hope raids 3 is not grind for 36 hours solo and see one item oh, every 36 boy. hours like it's just pain it's not fun <laughs> sounds an awful lot like a certain boss that we had last year <laughs> i think you might be familiar with it i'm i'm not too sure a little bit yeah i think i know what you're talking about just <laughs> vaguely familiar yeah yeah i really hope raids 3 comes out that's nice yeah me too um one thing i will say since we're talking about the cox points why didn't they just do that for top as well? Because I feel like the Cox points thing is like almost perfect, right? Like yeah. it's completely like linearly balanced. It's fair. With yeah, exactly. With top, you know, you can have literally max gear. You can have two people in literally max gear, and you can have like some dude rune crossbowing, right? <laughs> and like that rune crossbow guy and one of the guy in max, one of the guys in max gear are literally going to get like the same contribution points for that rune. It it's is so silly, so dumb. So, I think I, I genuinely don't believe that it hasn't been changed by now. I think so. Arcane actually does. He was saying that uh, that was one of the things they were talking about, kind of adjusting because of how silly it works. I would love to see that. Me too. And I'd also it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say it's just silly. You can jump in there on like a terribly shit account, just leech, and like actually have like a pretty good reward chance as well. Yeah, it's really silly, and it it kind of encourages just rushing content, skipping over a bunch of other shit. Like if you could just get to seventy combat and go to tob. Yeah. Like if I were to if I were to make a new account, like it's cool that there's that option to kind of like skip content. That's fine. It's an MMORPG. Do whatever you want, but. Right. When it's so when it's scaled so poorly and it abnormally benefits low levels, it's just kind of silly. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know people who have gone on like leech accounts. 
I'm sure it's like oh the absolute blast. It seems like super fun to do, right? But yeah, like at the end of the day, like it, it just doesn't make sense. In yeah. my opinion. it's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fair. No, but like balance, <laughs> balance wise, it's just yeah, it's not fair for uh, yeah. the reward you get for it. I okay, so I know you're. I mean, you're an Iron Man, and but you're kind of burnt. You'd like to just you know do your own thing, but kind of curious what your thoughts are on corp getting nerfed not using corp alts and future content um in the next few weeks most likely getting a nerf as well to alting uh so this is this is an interesting question uh i'll say first off that i never really used alts on my iron man no. so that's like my take on it i'm not really against alting per se i think it's fine play the game how you want Lots of people enjoy it. That's cool. I will say that Corp alting in specific was just like disgustingly overpowered. So I do think like the nerf was warranted. I don't really care about the nerf in sort of like a morality sense, like Iron Man integrity sort of thing. I just think it was like to the point where it's just too powerful, you know? Yeah. And in regards to future content, I think. I guess at this point, it only makes sense to sort of be a bit consistent, right? Yeah. With enforcing Iron Man alting. It it just kind of relates back to like the TOB where you can just kind of leech. Uh, similar to Nightmare, or similar to that, Nightmare has a, um, you know, currently might get fixed soon, but uh, currently you could just bring a eh, pretty mid-level account and just have a max main kind of like tank for you and and make your kills ex- way faster if you yeah, wanted to. It is ridiculous. It's such a big improvement, like in the amount of time that you have to spend to get a drop. Which, in a way, is also like like I do feel bad for people grinding the content who are currently using alts, or people who were going to grind the co- content using alts, because like <laughs> you've kind of like either Wasted your grind is being extended so much by time. a lot. Of, yeah, right. Like, yeah, you didn't get on the train of a. Uh, using it while it was active i guess but uh i don't think that should be a reason to stop an update from happening so Better late than never if like a change actually has to be made right yeah yeah i was talking to guppy and he it was right after we recorded the elite clue scroll video of how they're like so poorly scaled because of the most recent update but um <laughs> We were talking afterward about Corp and how they can kind of fix it. Because one of the things I mentioned in the Sebe cast with Jack was that they should come out with an NPC that can, like, lure Corp right next to the door so that specking becomes a little bit more streamlined and uh, just more engaging so you don't have to run across the entire room to the east side and then spec it down when Corp's camped over there. But PC Guppy brought up a good point, just, like, remove all that those band-aid fixes and just make it so corp doesn't regen to full hp when you leave the cave and that simple change would have made it so alting would have alting couldn't have ever had been a thing or right (laughs) you know what i'm trying to say that was a jumble but yeah yeah, like what do you what do you think of that because that would be so well balanced he explained it to me so well and he was just like, yeah, if Corp could just stay at the same HP, you couldn't have alts in there because as soon as, you know, Corp gets hit and damaged, the Iron Man can't get the drop. And it encourages you to actually, like, use food and stuff because you could 
go kill it a little bit. And then when you run out of food, go bank real quick, grab some food. And like, you wouldn't have to do the full spec sure. process and stuff. Like, it's just beautiful. Like, yeah, that does actually sound like a great idea on paper. Like, I'm just trying to think of it. Like, is there actually any problem with that? I was trying Obviously, to think it's too. Speed up kills, but like, I think at this point, that's kind of fine. If, uh, Corp yeah. gets like a bit of a speed up, considering you know the kill speed was just reduced like greatly for anyone who uses all. So, and the, I think I, it's a great idea. Yeah, and initially I was thinking this is going to really speed up Corp, but then I thought about it. I mean, even if you did the old traditional. Um, no supply use uh, corp, you'd only really be saving about a minute or two because um, the amount of damage you do with all the spec reducing and magic attack reducing to corp, I think it's only ends up being like 300 or 400. Or wait, was it 400? It's like, it's like 500 HP. So like you basically save like 500 HP or something by the time you actually go in and kill it, or it's like 400 or something like that. So right. Corp, instead of 2000 HP, is just 1600. So it's not crazy. In my mind, I was thinking, damn, this is going to be OP if it never heals, but... Uh, I don't know if I agree with you there. I would say 400 out of 2000 HP is actually kind of a huge buff, but like in the context of like what just happened with alts being removed, I don't think it's is that ridiculous because, you know, alts were just way better than that anyway. Yeah. No, it it would speed up the grind, so it devalues people like Jack and like right. other people, it which is it, gonna happen inevitably. But right, I think that it's... happens with like everything in the game, right? Like everything just becomes yeah, quicker. And... Exactly. And Guppy was explaining this is uh, this would actually encourage you to fight the boss because you could actually really speed up your kill by doing the what the current suicide method is. Except instead of suiciding, you can just bring more food in, and so you don't need to right. spec as much. You can just kind of. Get its HP right. down. You can actually use the bank. Yeah, so. that sounds nice, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it does. It does sound like it makes a boss a bit more interesting. Just uh, chickening it, as I said. Yep. Just lowering all of its stats. Just yeah. Chilling. It's, it's not really a boss fight at that point. Like, yeah, it just seems arbitrary to, that its health regens in the first place. I wonder why that was ever even a mechanic. Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. Who knows? But yeah, I think that would be the I. So I revert my previous thing from the Jack cast saying add an NPC. Just make it so Corp never regens to full health unless until the three minutes expires. What it currently is after three minutes of Corp not being touched, it just resets. Right. Yeah, That's obviously nice. you'd want it to reset eventually. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a good idea to me. Um, do you ever? Like, do you have goals um, for your account and by, like, you know, normal goals, like account progression or anything at this point? Or do you just kind of play the game for what it is? So, at this point, uh, I wouldn't say I actually have any progression-based goals, like, straight up. I just uh, try to have fun on the game, try to do what I enjoy. Uh, you know, I've said this for a while, I've become a for-fun player or... <laughs> I just log into sort of enjoy it, right? Yeah. Uh, I do think that I will come back to my Iron Man. That's just like an inevitability. When that happens, I don't know. But, you know, I, there definitely was a phase where I was playing my Iron Man and I really enjoyed, you know, progress. It was super addicting. Getting levels, getting new drops, stuff like that. So I'm sure I'll come back. 
So, um, one of one of the questions from the community was, uh, like frequency and quality of game updates. Are you a fan of frequent updates? Uh, uh, and like, what is what has the quality been as of late, and what do you think should be improved? Uh, okay, so not to bash on the old school team or anything. Uh, as of late, I've been super disappointed. I won't lie. I feel like we haven't really been getting much content, and I feel like the content that we have been getting hasn't been the greatest. Um, recent example being Temporos being like <laughs> like our most major update in a while. Uh, first of all, I think like Temporos isn't that cool. It's kind of lame. Second of all, I think uh, it sort of just looks like a Winter Tawdry skin. It exactly like, is. I re- <laughs> like I remember watching the preview, and I was like, I was laughing my ass off, right? I went to my like, like my friend group server, and I was just, I was just losing my shit. I was like, like no way they actually did this. Like it literally looks exactly like Winter Todd. They even have that like little compass interface, like exactly <laughs> ripped from Winter Todd, and like the fish getting shot out of like the barrel. Like that's totally just like the blast getting shot out of the, the brazier in Winter Todd. Like yeah. it just felt like really uninspired. And I'm, I thought it wasn't very, like, I don't know. didn't seem very original or cool to me. Bear in mind, I actually have not even tried the content yet. But I will say that the reason I didn't try the content yet is because even just by watching it, I felt like, I don't know, I didn't really want to engage. It just didn't look that enjoyable to me. What were your thoughts on Temporos, actually? I'd love to know. I did 3KC on release. Right. And, yeah, just big reason is i don't really care for any of the rewards um so i just had no real reason to do it and uh it was not enjoyable in my it just it's just so dull it's like click the fishing spots click the range (laughs) click the cannon repeat and then at the end like go click on that spot to harpoon the final it's just it's just like uh but the thing is 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 it really appeals to casuals for some reason like it's just very easy it's just it's very straightforward content very easy um it looks nice it looks like this little island with some boats and stuff and right. then you get the like reward thing which everyone loves reward crates and stacking up rewards so that's kind of nice but yeah for me just not it's not for me <laughs> yeah i think uh point you made about to casual players is another thing that actually directly relates to the question. Uh, I feel like uh, they kind of want every update to just be engaged with by the most amount of people. They don't really want to make uh, content that's like specifically endgame. It just, I'm, I'm not sure if that's true. It just kind of seems that way. And I don't know if it's just because they want more people to play the updates thinking that'll make more people log in and play or whatever or if they're just trying to get like casual players an easier route to sort of access the end game yeah it's i mean they came out with six jads that was obviously very it it was already a thing so it was not like they really developed anything but um yeah i mean that was pretty exclusive content but yeah at the same time they have released a lot of things that have been very casual based. I just think it's easier to do, and it's, yeah, it could be. It's, pr- it's probably very cheap, and the reward they see from it monetarily for the company is probably pretty good. Right. But for right. us, 
in my mind, it's not like a long-term investment. I agree. For the game. I mean, uh, think about Inferno, right? Inferno is like on release, like no one could do it, right? Only like, no one could. It was insanity, right? Yep. But the thing is, like years later, I feel like Inferno is such an amazing like milestone point for a lot of accounts. Like a lot of people will play their accounts with the sole of intention of uh, reaching the stage where they can get an Infernal Cape. And I think that's like a great thing. You know, you're keeping these players driven and motivated to sort of work towards this goal. So. Inferno is so well done. There's nothing arbitrary about it either. It's not like, oh, get 90 smithing and you can get it. It's like, no, just straight up skill. It's like... Yeah, Inferno's awesome. Great. One of the best updates also has had, in my opinion. Yeah, so well done. Yeah, it's just awesome. <laughs> like, I haven't done it in so long. I kind of miss miss doing it. And, uh, but yeah, it's just so well done. Huge skill gap as well. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to what we were talking about at Bandos, right? Like, you can uh, you can always improve at Inferno. Yeah. Like, like, legit. Whether it be uh, speedrunning or, like, going lower combat, right? Yeah. There's always, like a way to push your limits, whatever they may be. So I think, uh, yeah, it's super fun to like, just go for a PB at Inferno, whatever time it is, you know, cause like, just depends at what stage of stage you are with the content, how good you are with it. Exactly. It's just, yeah, it's super fun. So what are your thoughts on the old school team currently? And, uh, what do they do well and what can they do better in your opinion? I don't really uh, pay too much attention to the old school team. I feel like uh, I will say that I think they do a better job than people like to think. That's just a guess. We don't really know what goes on behind the scenes, right? But I, I always feel like people are giving J-Miles like, a lot of shit. And I feel like a lot of the time it's not really their fault. Maybe they don't even have a say in it. I'm sure there's a bunch of J-Mods who want raids 3 just as much as you know, a bunch of everyone, like, the community does or whatever. But uh, then you see, like, people in the community, like, sort of bashing on them. Like, like why the fuck aren't you doing this? Like, yeah. you're doing this wrong, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I guess to go back to the question, there's a lot of great J-Mods. Uh, and <laughs> I don't really know. Like, I, I don't have, like, a list of J-Mods with, like, my opinion on each one of them. But yeah, I think they do. I think they do all right. I think... I think uh, Times are tough right now with like lockdown and stuff, so we can't expect too much. That's what I was curious on. I asked Arcane, I was like, how's the COVID situation? Like, has that made progress slow down? And he didn't really he didn't really say it had slowed anything down. It was just different. But I'm That's actually interesting. Yeah. I would have thought it would slow stuff down, but Yeah, like the initial adjustment apparently was uh tough, but yeah, apparently there's no real hindrance to releasing Raids 3, because I was asking, I was like, is Raids 3, like, are things delayed because it actually takes, you know, cooperation in an office to pull these things off? He's like, no, not really. It's... But then again, I talked to Arcane, who literally started on lockdown, basically. Like, that's when he started at Jack. Oh, so. Right. so who who really knows? <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a very important piece yeah. of it. Yeah, that's probably key information right there. I should have said that initially. But yeah, no. Uh, 
according to him, it's not really been an issue. But me personally, I think the J mods are really incredible right now. They are very engaged with the community. Yes, we don't get everything we want, and uh, and there's a lot of things that have been delayed, and then we don't know why and stuff like that. But for the most part, I feel like we are heard, which is so nice. I know yeah, we're not I, getting everything, but like at least we're being heard, and they like put <laughs> some effort into like making that known. Not like they do everything we tell them to do instantaneously, but right. I feel like we're heard. I I do agree with you, and I think that's a really important thing. So, yeah. and shout yeah, out shout out Mod Elena for uh, responding to the elite clue. Just a little shout out because uh, I posted a video ramble 34 talking about elite clues and master clues and how they got ruined the third age rates got ruined from the last mimic update because they added seven right. new gilded pieces but right it was just what an was over- response it was an oversight she responded um let me just pull that up real quick she was just saying i was personally unaware of this change it seems uh to me that the rate should be roughly one in twenty seven fifty from elites to fit in nicely between hards and masters, or simply but be put back to where it uh used to be. And she's raised it internally, she says, and they'll have a look at the numbers when they can. So well, that's great. Yeah, that, that was awesome. very, very surprised to have seen that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know it it sounds like a selfish thing because I'm literally my goal is to go grind out elites after i get a mace but this right the agenda <laughs> yeah there there's no like negative to this this is fixing something it's not buffing it it's like just no. genuinely fixing content that was an oversight right i mean I, I like people could easily argue that like you're super biased but at the same time like you're also gonna be one of the people who actually genuinely know best so i think it's <laughs> yeah. fair i've I'm just happy that we were able to get some info because nobody really, n- nobody, it's not like nobody knew about it because they're dumb. It's nobody cared uh, to know about right. it. And so, right. like, it's just nice to spread that information of, like, why it was so bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, do you have any topics, by the way? Because uh, we basically have covered um, a lot of the things that the community asked and uh, uh i will take a, a quick look at a thread just give me a minute here yeah go ahead just to see if there's anything uh pick up on oh okay integrity changes uh for boss drop tables i think that's a good topic where is uh, that who asked that let me see uh and then i'll scroll down to it mvp aussie is his handle uh <laughs> dbv orange Oh, I saw that. I must have... Yeah, okay, I see it. I see it. It. Let me actually p- put it up here. Yeah, go ahead. So it says, if you had the ability to roll out, roll out an integrity change and rework the drop tables of PVM, minigames, D&D, what would your proposed rework entail? All right, so uh, this, this is a good question. Uh, it, <laughs> there's multiple integrity changes that I'd want to make, not necessarily confined to boss drop tables, but just in general. Uh, but more specifically for the bosses that he's asking about. And I'm pretty sure Sebe can agree with the ones I'm going to mention being Hydra and Nightmare. Uh, Nightmare drops, way too fucking rare. Way too shitty to get to. It's it's like actually just misery to actually complete it. Uh, I don't think it's... 
I don't think it's a good piece of content, honestly. It's, it is miserable. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, if anyone can attest to you, it, it's it's got to be you. Uh, it's I don't a, know what, exactly what my rework would entail, to be fair. I just like to complain, so. It, it reminds me of the sulfur mine. Just a piece of fucking content to do. <laughs> like, just suffer. Here, suffer. But instead of sulfur mine being, like, a quick thing, you can just grind out real quick, 1.5 ticket. Nope. Got to stay here for a thousand hours. Good luck. I mean, even the sulfur mine takes a little bit too long. I think they might have buffed it or something, but back in the day, that shit was miserable. Oh, no one enjoyed it, and it took way too long to actually favor. Dude, yeah, before the quest where you get like double uh, favor, right. and then the other additional ones where you get like twenty percent. Just all these other quests that have come out for it, dude. It was actual. It was, I think it was like two hours of like AFKing it, or like three I hours. Like it might, I feel like it might have been more. Yes, yeah, something like three. <laughs> God, like, like, like who? Why did they think that was okay, right? Like they had no idea what they were doing. Here, push plows to get your Hosidius favor up. Here, mine this fucking sulfur. Like, damn, you really just want us to suffer? Like, yeah. I'm not a fan of the whole favor thing in general. I think it's a cool concept, but just not execute well yeah not at all uh going back into the question uh hydra hydra just gives way too much gp way too many bones the uniques are way too good uh dragon hunter lance literally could have either not existed in my opinion or actually literally just been like a mega rare from a raid like unironic i feel like uh they could literally nuke like the lance from Hydra's drop table, and people would still do it. I understand that it's locked behind Konar, which you know makes it a bit shit to do. Yeah, but the lance is—it's such a ridiculously strong item. Basically, every Iron Man in existence is gonna have to go grind that out, and along the way, you just end up with like this huge cash deck and like a whole ton of bones. And I just—it's it's really just way silly. too powerful. And, it, well, I mean, the the only downside to it is how tedious it is to fight that thing. It's so boring. <laughs> right. But yeah, it <laughs> That's is... another problem. It is outrageously OP. How much... I'm pretty sure it's over, like, 5 mil an hour, or, like, even 6 mil an hour, like, with the lance and the loot you get if you're, like, efficient. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I wouldn't have the number, but it's got to be something like that. Yeah, it's, like, really OP. It's like Vorkath, but imagine Vorkath dropped like a fucking like blowpipe or just some overpowered weapon. Like that's the thing you don't. Vorkath is it is a little bit OP, but at the same time you don't have a game breaking item that comes out from it. Right. Like Zora could have just dropped its uniques and scales, and that would have, in my opinion, would have been fine. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And the thing is, when you uh like sort of add. My voice keeps cracking, I'm sorry. Uh, when you add, like, unnecessary unnecessary uniques to bosses where their drop table is already good enough, it kind of creates, like, a problem. Because I, I feel like time and time again, it's mentioned that, like, oh, we don't know what would be a reward for this and that. We need, like, ideas. Like, if you want to make raids three, like, we need, like, new ideas for rewards. Like, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of things, like, in the game that I probably could have just been, like, ripped off their drop tables and actually been raids actually integrity change here <laughs> delete the blood fury like 
I don't know if you you would uh, like that, but it is stupid busted. Uh, yeah, Blood sure. Fury is one of the. Um, it's like one of those updates that just devalue skill in this game. It, it's just yep. such a stu- the only thing that is somewhat fine with it i just accept it for what it is because they're not going to take it away is um is like okay it takes a long time to get one which for iron men's sake and it's expensive for mains it's like six and a half mil or something to use so for a mains perspective you know it's money do you want to spend the money or not but it is when you're when you dis when you exclude all those factors it is that item alone could be like a mega mega rare from raids 3 it would be right. just so powerful so extremely exactly. powerful exactly and guess where it comes from literally pickpocketing <laughs> like why in the fuck do we have this super powerful item that literally could have been a raids reward from pickpocketing i like blood fear is honestly it just frustrates me even thinking about it it's easily my most hated item in the game it's so and stupidly beyond just those two, yeah beyond just those two issues with it being op and coming from pickpocketing or like afking a shitty mob the third issue is i really hate the way that it was actually introduced i don't know if you remember but they actually pulled it like super shit and i feel like that's kind of why it got in the game in the first place because like it had no impact on anything but then they just like buffed, buffed it, it six times like six times yeah like what's going on like it's so bad it it and the stupidest part about it well, I can't say the stupidest. The OP-ness, or OP-ness, Jesus Christ. The OP-ness <laughs> is the uh, most ridiculous part. But the other ridiculous part is it should have been a uh, Onyx sink. Or somewhat of an Onyx sink. Because, like, why? Like, why isn't an Onyx being sunken out of the game? Like, why is there no way for those to get yeah, removed? Yeah, I do agree. It would have been a good opportunity for them to make some kind of Onyx sync. Although I do worry that with how good the item is, it might make it like really accessible for Iron Man if they did make it some kind of an Onyx sync. So that's a little worrying. Yeah, my, I, I assume what you mean is to just add charges whenever you use an Onyx on it or something. Well, right? my initial idea, I even tweeted it when they were first proposing the six six times buff rate. As I said, because it's becoming absolutely overpowered, you should make it so... After 10,000 charges, the entire amulet degrades. So you have to go get another Onyx and another Blood uh, Fury. That was my initial thing because that... That seems balanced, yeah. Yeah, it's more balanced and it actually kind of... There's a, now a need for Onyxes. Um, but I don't know. It's like It would still be OP, but it would... It would uh, it'd be something to take away from. Exactly. How stupid Some, strong is this? Something's, something's being taken away from the game as well, like the Onyxes. But yeah, it is so poor. Uh, when I was thinking of... I an, uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, when I was thinking of a Blood Fury buff, I was thinking, okay. Well, first of all, I wanted a Blood Fury to... Like initially, I wanted it to stay either as a 1%. I was thinking 3%. So just a three times buff. Um, and I, I think three times was like the most OP I'd ever want it, but I was, I was really hoping you could attach it to, um, any of the Zenites or something like that. Like, again, these, these are not balanced thoughts that I'm thinking of now, right. but like something where it's like, you're not using a substandard amulet with 
this incredible thing. Like you should be able to use the best one. I can't remember my whole thoughts, but I really wanted Zenites to be the thing that like uh, you can use it with, but who knows? It's not like it matters anymore anyway, but what were you going to say? Yeah, I, I could like completely disagree with you on that one. Like, I think like if it's a healing item, there has to be some level of trade-off between like max DPS and like going for like a more like sustainable sort of setup. But the problem with like fury compared to torture is like it's not that huge of a difference in any. Yeah. So like, no, it, it wasn't. Powerful. Yeah, and it wasn't really to. Uh, it, it's just weird. I'm trying to like form a sentence here, but like I wanted it to use the best in slots simply because. It's just silly for it not to. It's it's like such a good item. It's like if uh, you had to attach a hydra claw to like a fucking bronze spear. It's just like so. Like why isn't it the best thing? Like you know, it's just like why? Like I don't know. But again, there would have to be so much more balance to it, and it wouldn't right. be what the blood fairy currently is, which is six fucking percent of all the damage right. you deal heal. Right. Like it's un. Right. Yeah, it's disgusting. I I see what you're saying. Yeah. I still personally, it makes more sense in the future. Or just delete the item in general. Then yeah. We don't, oh, 100%. Then we don't, <laughs> no argument there. Just delete it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just, like, the thing is, it's only going to get worse, right? Because as gear gets stronger, you're going to heal more as well. And gear getting stronger already makes content easier in some sort of way. But it sort of just snowballs when you're going to add, like, healing items to the mix. Yeah. Like, you know, we were talking about flicking bandos. What if that just becomes, like, not even necessary? Because it already basically isn't. But yeah. Right. If you have a scythe, like, I'm sure it's a lot easier, right? Zami is barely even worth it to flick anymore. Oh, just yeah. camp there and arc light and just stand still. Right. Arc, arc light is so fucking strong. <laughs> you, kill, you kill the boss so fast that, like, it hardly matters. It's not, like, nearly as punishing. Yeah. And Blood Fury just helps. I think you right. heal like 15 HP per kill, which isn't terribly significant, but because you heal up anyway on the minions. But you know. I would say it still helps quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, Blood Fairy is pretty damn OP. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it, and it, it made sorry, it made TOB solos just oh, get me way easier. Like, yeah. so much easier. Yeah. So. I, I can definitely attest to this. Uh, I did my first top KC or solo top KC, like, I think it was March last year before the Blood Fury. Uh, when I went to get that, you know, cat ticky green ball thing clip, I was doing solo top again. And it was like literally the first time since I'd gotten my KC. And I got to experience the Blood Fury and directly compare exactly how like different it felt. And it was an absolute world of difference. Maiden was like, you don't even use anything, basically. <laughs> like, And beforehand, Maiden was like super frustrating because you use so many supplies, like for no reason other than RMG. Zarpus became so much easier. And in my opinion, Zarpus was actually like one of the hardest rooms from the first KC. So I think, yeah, it devalued that a lot. I don't think it should have been the reason for Blood Fury to not come in the game, but it's just kind of like a side effect that kind of sucks. Dude, but it is what it is. I went to Nightmare. And I had a quote-unquote duo partner um, that was <laughs> helping me on stream. But um, I went there, 
I forgot to bring brews. All I had was prayer pots and super combats and realism's bomb <laughs> and a blood fury. And I did a three kill trip. Didn't struggle at all. I was oh, basi- what? I was basically camped full HP the entire time. I mean, I used SGS on uh, sleepwalkers right. and stuff, and I wasn't taking any melee hits. But yeah, that's disgusting. Yep. That, like I don't even. Absurd. I don't even think I ever had to redemption even. Like I never that's got to that point. Insane. And that was using a bludgeon, too. That wasn't even using, like, a scythe with it. It was just straight-up bludgeoning with a blood fury. So stupid. <laughs> it's un- that's actually unreal. <laughs> it's so stupid. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a pretty busted item. I tried to look at... Oh, it's so bad. It honestly is. It's just bad. Yeah, it's bad. All right. One more integrity change that I wanted to talk about. Which is to do with alting in the lunar spellbook. Lunar spellbook is just like ridiculous. It's way too good. The fact that you can just infinitely spec transfer constantly is just dumb. Like, like don't get me wrong. I get the whole alting thing. I get that's not like just how some people enjoy the game. I don't want to take that away from them. You know, play the game how you want. But I just think it's a genuine balance issue that this kind of thing is even possible. And I would really think that. That's something that should be changed. And uh, <laughs> I mentioned spec transfer, but real problem. Or I don't know if it's much of a problem, but I think something that absolutely needs to be nerfed to the ground is group heal. Group heal is the most broken shit in the game, I swear. <laughs> Are you familiar with uh, like just, just how the heal other shit works? Uh, I can just... I'm, I'm like envisioning a, a Hey Jace clip when he was doing Corp. And he would just just heal with his like alt accounts, and he never has to eat or anything. And I don't know how right, it works right. exactly. You have to explain it. So basically, the idea is one account loses HP, transfers it to the other account. Right? Yeah. So the thing with group heal is it uh, transfers your HP to anyone in your three by three like area, like centered on you, right? Okay. And the way it decides the amount of HP to heal is a uh, so when you cast a spell, you take some self-inflicted damage, right? Yeah. And it takes that value, divides it by two, and that's how much you're going to heal the other player you're healing, in the case of group heal. Okay. The big problem, well, there's two big problems. The first is that there's an unlimited amount of people that you can actually heal with the spell. Like I can, So I everyone gets I can half of what... So if a person had... Yep. So yep, if, he had, if he had full health and took 80 health then everyone in that vicinity heals 40 right yep that's the second issue it doesn't distribute the amount healed evenly amongst everyone so (laughs) literally okay uh one sec i'll send you this gif on discord so you can see that's that's me using group heal in a crowded area and you can see there's absolutely no cap there's like literally a hundred people there that i tried to group heal and when the health doesn't get distributed, you can just imagine that, like, when you use the spell, you're literally just generating, like, massive amounts of HP. That's busted. Is, it's so silly. And it's super abusable, because if you get three group heal alts, what basically happens is you use a spell in order, all three accounts break even on HP, because they're getting healed by each other, and then any other account that's in the three by three is literally just getting free HP. Is there it's... a cooldown to group heal? Nope. 
There's no cooldown. Nope. <laughs> what the fuck? So you literally just have three alts and you're just generating HP from thin yep. air. Yep, well, with runes, just, with like it's, two astral it's, runes yeah. or whatever. You're just creating HP out of fucking. Which, hell. Like that's not how the spell is supposed to work. Like, so what do you? Okay, I'm now gonna ask. What do you propose uh, change? Because so first, delete uh, it or what? what do you no, think? don't delete it. Just make it so that the amount uh, determined to be healed is actually distributed evenly amongst everyone that's actually getting healed. Second option cap the amount of people that you can do it on you know essentially that gift there's like a, literally a hundred people that i attempted to cast it on yeah <laughs> make it a maximum of two i guess and that way you're not creating hp out of thin air and uh wouldn't it be just smart if you can only heal like even if you did keep it at you know cap it at 80 people like if you took 80 damage only heal people one right like right yeah like, exactly <laughs> just evenly distribute the yeah. amount of <laughs> don't keep it the same for every single person so like, I, silly I don't know if that was intentional or if it was missed or whatever but like that's just dumb that is so dumb can you imagine like when TOB came out people were like struggling bad with the runes like using a shit ton of supplies and stuff can you imagine if you all just went in like a square and you just took turns casting group heal and you all literally have infinite HP do people like that, do that? that? Like, could have been a thing. when is that? Like, has this ever been abused somewhere? Like, wh- where do people use this tactic? So I'm not sure how many people actually are aware of the issue, but I think that the way it gets abused the most is like mains doing, you know, those crazy ass alt methods where they have like a hundred alts. <laughs> okay, a hundred is a huge exaggeration, but they have like ten alts or whatever yeah. doing god wars and stuff. Interesting. That is so weird. Yeah, I would have never known that. This is why I like talking to uh, people like you, because I learn. <laughs> I learn stuff. <laughs> and it's just nice. So what would you do about... Um, what was the other lunar spell? That's Spec transfer. Spec transfer. What would I you do about that? I think that one is as simple as just adding a cooldown. I don't know exactly how long would be balanced, but I think just the fact that you can literally spam as many specs in a row as you want is it's just not right. Um, I can see that. What are your thoughts on uh, the Archaea spellbook coming out with those um, thralls? So, I like, I have no idea what I think about it. I think it's a cool idea and concept. Don't know how it's actually going to work out in, like, a- the actual game. Is it just going to be, like, this thing that is a flat, like, meta thing that you have to do everywhere to just maximize DPS? Who knows? The, like like I said, the idea is cool. I don't know if it's going to work out well. Yeah, I am, will just have to. I'm extremely excited for it personally because, uh, yes, it will be DPS, but it's also like uh, it gives a spellbook a reason to be used besides just casting vengeance on everything like right. Lunar is currently. Um, speaking of vengeance, why doesn't Nightmare take vengeance damage? So annoying or recoils. Yeah, <laughs> I maybe they just decided that was too powerful. So dumb, dude. Yeah, it could have been cool. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, just arbitrary limitations to stuff. It's just kind of annoying. 
Yeah, and it it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense either. Like that's the yeah. thing that's part of the game. Like exactly just how the game is. Like let it let the game work how it's supposed to work, kind of. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, those are pretty busted uh, lunar. I'm like, I'm just thinking of like places. I, like in my mind, I'm just thinking of places I would like use that if I was a main account. But yeah, so we were actually talking about it in the summit. Just like the first idea that came to mind was Rage Three release. Like if it's super difficult, you could just use it there, right? Just follow each other and keep healing each other. Yep, pretty much. Like, Jesus. Okay. Um, let me go back to. Uh... The last thing DBV Orange asks is, should risk versus reward be more of a motto in OSR's PVM outside of the wilderness? Risk in terms of death, time, length, resource cost. Right. Okay. So, I actually forgot that was the second part to that guy's question. Gosh, um, I do think I would like to see more risk versus reward in PVM. I know like dying is already a thing. You have to pay to get your items back. You lose some time. But like... The amount that you have to pay, like, it's really not a whole lot. And the thing is, for mains, you can just buy shit off the G that's way overpriced, dump it in Death's Coffer, end up paying way less, right? Yep. Irons, they have, I think, a 50% reduced uh, price to pay in the first place, and they can just chuck their useless dupes in there. It's not really punishing, like, let's be real. The only real punishing thing is, like, where you die at somewhere like God Wars, where it actually takes, like, quite a bit of time to get back yep one thing uh that was an idea that i would personally really like to see is uh enrage mechanics and i think raids three would be a really good place to start um are you familiar with them i think they have them in rs3 so i'm not sure if you know about it enrage mechanics Mm-hmm. So, like, when the boss, you're you're gonna have to explain it. I don't. I've never played RS3, by the way. So, so I think the boss that they have it on is Telos, and basically, the more you kill it, the harder it actually gets. Like, it starts to scale up and up and up. And they have the system uh, where the loot you get sort of goes to like this chest. Okay, I'm sorry, any RS3 players, if I'm getting this wrong, this is how uh, I understood it. You have this loot system where there's like a chest and your rewards go in there after each kill. And you have the option to either like cash out and take the reward or you go for like another kill. Oh, and okay. Basically, since the kill is harder, like it's like sort of a risk. It's like, I think if you die, like all your loot's just gone, right? Shit. But the thing is like the, the rare uniques chance also goes up as enrage goes up. So it's like a lot of incentive to sort of like risk it, go for a streak and like actually uh, start getting like some of the really good rewards once you have like a huge streak, right? Shit. That sounds uh, really cool, actually. Yeah, I think it'd be super fun. Until you DC and just... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Server lag. Of course, the DCs. No, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I would really love to see yeah, that is legitimate high risk, high reward. Yeah, ex- exactly right. And the like another good benefit is that uh, I guess assuming it would be put on raids three is that you can uh, sort of make the boss a lot more accessible to uh, people who are newer to PVM, which 
judging by the sound of it, is something Jagex would like to do. But you can still keep it like super rewarding and like actually difficult for the high level PVMers as well. Yeah. So I mean, the low low level PVMers can just go and do it at like zero percent rage, not get rewarded nearly as much, and then like the really good people can go really high in rage, get super rewarded. That sounds so sick. Actually, yeah. would it? Would you prefer it to be like? team based are you imagining this as like a team based thing or just team and solo or just solo i would have imagined raids 3 as a team thing and i would really like that like we have team content where you actually feel like you have to rely on your team if someone's dead like it's doomed like sort of like how top was on release yeah now it's a bit easier right you can just carry some uh but i can definitely imagine like that sort of system being very frustrating in a team because yep. <laughs> some dude in your team, you know, throws the raid and you lose out like big time because of them, right? That's gonna yeah. suck. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of that's just what an MMO RPG is. Like, you, yeah, true. So i I personally really want raids three to be team based. As much as I love solo content and just being able to do shit by myself without coordinating anything, it's team based stuff is like really good for the game if done well i agree you know it is an mmo at the end of the day so having people interact with each other is always like something that should be part of the game it's yeah. core so. and hopefully with the and, like clan rework and stuff it's right yeah that's not really like essential to it but it kind of helps. No, like, it, i would say it's a big part of it yeah that sounds cool though like that is truly high risk high reward i always hear of people like it must have been in Summit where I saw it. Somebody, some guy tweeted, just or I don't, some random player just tweeted like he wants the wilderness to have more and more content in it. That's like high risk, high reward stuff. But it's just like it just doesn't really. <sighs> it doesn't work in the wilderness because um, like do you have PvP teams like clans that can just take advantage of it? You saw it in Revs where it's just like. Yeah, you know, you skull up and so, like it's like bounty hunter as well. You just get your clan, and if there's artificial rewards being generated, right. you're just gonna abuse it. And yeah, PvP doesn't. It's always gonna be a problem, always, and unless they can actually properly monitor it. Yep, which I really doubt they never is will ever gonna be the case. Then yeah, yeah, it's always gonna be an issue. Yeah, one thing uh, I do want to go back to the whole enrage idea. Uh, a drop. Like like a unique drop itself that you can add to content uh, is like an enraged scroll. And like what that would let you do is uh, if you consume it, like the next time you go in the raid, you sort of skip to like a higher enrage, like I don't know, 200% enrage, whatever number. Okay. So like the idea there is like you're spending like hopefully a lot of money on the scroll, consuming it, you know, that money's gone. And you're skipping to like an high, a higher enrage, you can just sort of skip like a, all the like low all, level waves yeah, exactly, or whatever. Right. But it's still high risk, high reward because I mean, if you fail, that's you just waste you know, your scroll, scroll down the drain. Right. And that hopefully would be a reward that maintains high value because it's like a sort of consumable. Yeah, that's cool. I I think I feel like somebody asked about that, like if there was a way to like skip to Inferno wave, like. 50 or something just <laughs> skip to 50 or skip to 35 or whatever yeah like skip skip to the major skip skip all the boring yeah. shit right yeah. 
Like, even if there wasn't, like, you know, you don't actually get rewarded GP, like, monetarily-wise in uh, Inferno. But it'd be kind of cool if it was, like, these little scrolls you could get, like, one in one in 10 or something at Inferno. And then you get a scroll like, hey, skip to wave 50 next time if you just want. Honestly, that sounds like a really fun idea, but I feel like a lot of people would be super upset about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, probably. to use them, you'd have to have, like, one KC. For sure yeah maybe if they were just untradeable like oh right okay maybe like a one in yeah like i don't know one in five one in ten and you get like skip to whatever <laughs> or not whatever wave you want but maybe skip to 35 or something right kind of cool yeah sounds sounds like a fun idea yeah i would I, I do wonder what would happen if you made it tradable I, i'd be curious to see how much they were worth dude i remember having a discussion in my stream imagine every single th- Every single item is now tradable. It's like a, it, it, everything is tradable, but you it like if you traded a construction cape, for example, you couldn't actually utilize it until you had the stats for it. You know, like the you couldn't right, utilize right. its ability. But right. every so single okay. thing is tradable. Like you could trade master caskets. Like just oh, like I I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> that's that's super interesting. Like it it I, kind of <laughs> breaks the game if you think about it too hard. Right. But, uh, like, it just sounds interesting where every single item in the game has a monetary value. Like, right. how much would an Infernal K be? Because Infernal K... That, that's exactly what I Because technically they don't have a requirement to wear. Um, you could say that it, you have a requirement to complete a fire cape, but that's not actually a right. physical requirement to wear it. True. So there was a lot of things where, like, what would the prices be of master caskets what would the price be of infernal capes what would the price be of like quest items <laughs> like a certain quest item where you can literally just skip an entire fucking quest and you oh, just... th- oh that sounds crazy <laughs> yeah okay ob- obviously like this shouldn't happen but i would <laughs> yeah. like actually love to see it happen just, yeah just, just so you could see what would actually like be the result exactly like uh i don't know about pets if those would be tradable it's kind of weird, but uh, no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> Bloodhound would be tradable pretty much. I, I just imagine, like, seriously, what would the game look like if every single item could be traded? Yeah, that's 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 a really wild idea. I love that. Yeah, I I, I say I love that not because I want it to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it would it would ruin crazy. the game forever. But it would be cool if it was like a league or something they came out with where everything's tradable. There you go. Have have right. fun for a month. <laughs> Like a social experiment to see what exactly would happen. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, like, uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. Like, it's just really weird because and we're not even scratching the surface of when, when you really start going into certain items, it gets confusing. Like, how would that work out? I can't remember the examples that my chat brought up, but there was weird shit where like, oh, yeah, what would you do in that situation? Right, I'm sure. I'm sure there would yeah. be. Obviously, <laughs> my kind of thing is just going to be game breaking. Like, oh yeah, totally break the game. That's why it needs to just be a league. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, it definitely would be interesting. I wonder how many people would actually be interested in playing it if that was like the only concept going for it. But I <laughs> everything's tradable. Go it. ahead, go at it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'd be awesome. I I also want kind of a. Uh, this sounds really stupid 
and it's not thought out at all and nobody would play it. But I always thought, what if they came out with a league where you start out maxed? So everyone starts out maxed on Lumbridge and you work your way down to all level one stats. (laughs) That's crazy. I was like... (laughs) I was like, where is he going with this? Why would you start max? You got nothing else to do. And the that the XP is negative well. and you yeah, lose right. you lose the ability to train at certain spots and obviously you lose your ability to do stuff. It's basically like Benjamin Button league. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if it would just like be the reverse order of like every single current meta or if there would be some like janky shit like that would be yeah. meta. Who knows? Yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. You'd probably have to go for like all the diaries real quick. Or no, that one No, you would, and then you'd save the lamps for the last Right. I don't know how you do that actually. I guess that I th- would be uh, yeah, I think you'd save it for the last stretch when yeah. you know your XP rates are slowest. You do them early while you have the requirements and then Yeah. Save them. <laughs> I just seriously I think that would be the coolest league is just everyone starts out max, yeah, go yeah. enjoy your life, but every XP you gain, like you can only wear a max cape for the first second and then <laughs> you know because you gain any xp you lose that ability and you can't reclaim it maybe you can keep your max cape on though. like on league worlds if you uh remove your require like change your stats you can still uh but the items don't get Ooh, re- but can you still utilize them you probably well, could I, i'm assuming the code in the case would... of a max cape i'm not sure but like the items still have their bonuses and stuff yeah. you can still attack like a weapon or whatever interesting yeah there's a lot of like little league ideas i want to see and but they're just so like weird i don't think they'd ever really come out but sounds cool yeah that one definitely does sound cool yeah i'm trying to I'm trying to think um uh, crap I, for, I forgot what i was thinking <laughs> you're Never good mind. you're good now there's a there's a bunch of ideas i've thrown out but yeah the the Everything tradable, starting from max and going down. Um, there's another idea I'm trying to think of. I can't remember. But yeah, just kind of cool. But they're all for leaks. Do not just right. bring out some of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Please never do that, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I think now at this point we've covered most of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is there anything else that you see that I missed? Because I probably skipped over a few. I, uh, I think, I think we covered pretty much everything in the thread, actually, by the looks of it. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I would say you know give a shout out, but you've already shouted out your uh, your people from <laughs> yeah. Summit and your uh, Discord. But um, honestly, Port Kazard is an absolute pleasure having you on the Sebe cast. I'm glad we got to. I'm glad I got to meet you because I've never for for those curious. I've never talked to Port Kazard in my life, um, mm-hmm. besides just through texts, um, like on Discord and stuff. But uh, yeah, how <laughs> I'm just gonna ask like, well, like, what do you think about the Sebe cast? I asked Lane because Lane was uh, another person that was kind of like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to talk for because <laughs> it's right, you know, Sabercast. Right. But we've been going for like, over three hours. What is your, uh, I guess, thoughts on the Sabercast? This is just for future guests that are... So uh, I guess first thing I'll say, like, immediately as soon as you asked me, right, I was, I was a bit apprehensive because I didn't really, like, have faith in myself to be uh, able to talk for so long. And I felt like I'd be a bit nervous or, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. 
you know, I can, and you told me this as well. Like other people have said the same thing. As soon as they got on, things really quickly changed, and I can, you know, confirm and attest to that. It definitely I'm did. Uh, yeah, super cool environment. I'm Been glad. Really enjoying it. Well, shit, dude. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. There's a lot of links I'm going to have in the description, and I got to remember the yep. ones that I was going to link. Uh, but I'll also have Porkzard's Twitter and, uh, of course, the Summit links. Is there anything else, like, of, like, socials that you would like me to link for you? Uh, no. I'm pretty much on Twitter, so. Okay, perfect. That's good enough for me. Thanks. All right. Let's go. Uh, getting, the, getting the Twitter plug. <laughs> yeah. No, go sh- go honestly follow Porkzard because he ha- he will post the things that he like finds and shit, and it's always some game breaking stuff. So be sure to give him a follow. And um, next week, shit. Oh, I thought that water bottle was full. Um, <laughs> I thought I just spilled over, but no. Uh, next week, not sure who's gonna be on it, but um, a little shout, I know it's sellout, but X, if in the description or exclamation Patreon, you can directly support the Sebe cast. And that's all I'll say about that. And also for deleted scenes, but for Gazard, again, thank you so much for being on. I seriously appreciate it. I love it. I just, just love that. I'm honored to like hear from players and, you know, I was really excited to hear from you. And so thank you so much. Hey, dude, I can say the exact same thing back. You know, thanks a ton for, first of all, asking me and having me. Thanks for uh, being lenient with the starting time. You know, I asked uh, to start a bit later. No, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's been a total pleasure. I'm very happy to have come on here. Absolutely no regrets. It's been a blast. Awesome. Well, And I hope yeah, the no viewers ahead, enjoyed so. it as well. Oh, I'm sure they did. Well, we'll see you guys on the next one. And take it easy. Have a great day. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.